Hello, beautiful people. It is Winner Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Whoa. Holy shit. This sports show starts right now. Football is going into its biggest weekend yet. Not only is it the final weekend of the regular season, we need to take it all in, but the national championship for college football is happening on Monday night as well. We got NFL games on Saturday. We got NFL games on Sunday. We got a national championship on Monday. Let's enjoy the hell out of that. We're getting updates from Jordan Rooney and the Hamlin family about what's been taking place at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center with Damar Hamlin. We will have Ian Rappaport joining us in about seven 17 to 27 minutes, breaking down all the latest. Sounds like an optimistic operation going on. Zito, your microphone is on in the back. I believe it is an optimistic situation taking place Mm -hmm. from the reports that we are hearing. What's real, what isn't, not 100% sure. We will chat with Rappaport in 17 minutes. Hopefully he will give us more. Now. Today is Winner Wednesday. We'll be announcing all the winners from the last week of giveaways that we've done on this program and on Twitter. We didn't really get to overreact to the games that happened this past weekend because obviously a much more real and a much more important story kind of took the day yesterday. I feel like Hamlin will always have our positive thoughts and our prayers, and hopefully we'll learn good news today. But we also have to chat about a lot of things happening around the NFL that we have not got to just yet. The Talks to Table will be here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Connor, wearing an MIT hat. You look fantastic, pal. Thank you very much, Patty. I figured I'd bring, you know, the big brain hat in today. Maybe, you know, step up the mental game, perhaps. And then, yeah, this is the famous quote that we got last year after Adrian Peterson stole my one on the stage. Oh, I forgot about that. You know, we are getting into the playoffs. Yeah, it was gifted. It wasn't stolen. Kind of got deboed, but (laughs) we are getting into the playoff season. We're getting into Radio Row season. We're getting into the most important time of the year for the football. Let's try to enjoy the hell out of it at Ty Schmidt Sunday night in the main event of week 18. The Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football will be at home against the Detroit Lions in a win in your in situation. The Lions need the Vikings? Seattle to lose. Seattle to lose. If Seattle loses, then it will be a win in your in. If Seattle wins, the Lions are only going to play spoiler. Where's your mind at? Where's your head at? I believe we'll be in Los Angeles to watch this game. What are you thinking on, pal? Incredibly excited. I mean, we, we talked about it all year with how weird this NFL season has been, but it really wasn't until, I don't know, two weeks ago where I started thinking, like, hey, this is a possibility. Like, the Packers actually might sneak into the playoffs. And then after... That Vikings game on Sunday, like I'm, I'm full tilt. Like, hey, this this team could beat anybody. I've done a complete 180 on where I was, you know, in the week before Christmas. Holy shit, we have meaningful football winning. You're in. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that you dream for. This is the kind of stuff that you live for as a fan. I cannot wait. Hell yeah, having a meaningful game. Yeah, in week 18 is important. Now, the Giants are able to rest their players, taking on the Eagles, who are currently in the lead of the NFC East. They potentially end up as a wild card as opposed to the number one seed in the NFC. The Giants, who just pounded the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) And the Indianapolis Colts got a lot to figure out, obviously, this offseason. I've heard Chris Ballard will be here through it. I have faith in Chris Ballard's big brain. What he, Mm -hmm. The team he put together on paper, seemingly great. I think he's going to have to rebuild. Colts are not in the conversation this week, though, because they don't fucking matter. The Colts should matter this week. Mm -hmm. They do not. That's an embarrassment. Let's move on. The Giants could play spoiler to the Philadelphia Eagles from having home field advantage through the playoffs. 
to being a wild card and being have, having to be on the road. Insane. That is bananas to think about, but that's why this NFL season has been so beautiful. At Tone Diggs, Kenny Pickett has come in and become an absolute rock star mm-hmm. for the city of Pittsburgh. Obviously, formerly <clears throat> University of Pittsburgh Panther, teammates with DeMar Hamlin. Yep. I assume he's going through a lot, as yep. we all are right now. Becoming the Steelers uh, quarterback, big comeback win Huge. over the Baltimore Ravens. Everything you said could happen after the bye week yeah, yeah. has seemingly happened. And I don't know if it's just because of Kenny Pickett, but damn, Tomlin's got to feel good. Steelers got to feel good. How are your anxieties going into the final weekend of the season as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? It's, uh, yeah, Kenny knows them, obviously. Mike Tomlin spoke so eloquently yesterday. No, I've known him since he's 12. Yeah. Tomlin, um, so. Yeah, unlike. That's, that's another thing about Tomlin. Yinzers, Steelers. I want to fire this guy Some. every single Very. week. Not all, not all, yeah. not all, not all, not all. Okay. It becomes a conversation yes. that Tomlin needs to get fired, needs to get fired. This year, it got real loud because this is going to be his first losing season in the history of him being a head coach in the NFL. Now, there's always ways to diminish credit whenever you want to. Well, Ben Rollsberger mm-hmm. never had a losing season in the NFL either. When was the last time? He won a, Does the regular season matter? Okay, mm. in Pittsburgh, we care about having winning seasons. And if he's been around for so long, why can't they fucking make a real run in the playoffs? Having a winning season every year, does that mean the roster's shit? And why do we hold Colbert in such high regard? There's a yeah. lot of those conversations that take place. But what Tomlin has done with this team this year, new quarterback regardless, whether it was going to be uh, Mitchell or whether it was mm-hmm. going to be... Mason, Mason, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph was uh-huh. even in the conversation. Yeah. Now Kenny Pickett. They guy. go on this run after the bye week. And then when he starts speaking, the amount that Tomlin has given back to the Pittsburgh oh, community yeah. over the years he's been there is admirable. It's something that every city wants. Good for Tomlin getting the team to where they're at right now. But you're right. Him talking about tomorrow I thought was incredibly cool. It also showcases something about Tomlin that we never talk about. It's like this dude has embraced the city of Pittsburgh oh, yeah. as much as any coach has. And he got the boys back in it. Here we go. For me, Coach T could be there as long as he wants fucking do whatever you want be there as long as you want um unlike these two okay, uh, that's not true who has doubted their teams all season that long is i sat here right here and i said <laughs> after the bye week you give mike tom the bye week <laughs> kenny has done nothing but improve his entire life as far as quarterback goes he's the guy now after the bye tj watt potentially comes I, back I, after the bye the schedule lines up nicely, 7-2 and two after the bye. We'll have a chance to make the playoffs. Now, there's some help. We need some help. Uh, need the Dolphins to lose. Need the Patriots to lose, which both very, very possible. Patriots okay? are going to lose. Patriots got the Bills. Got Dolphins Mike got winning. the Jets with who knows who's playing quarterback. All you're asking for in 18, week 18 sometimes, not all the time. I mean, roster's passed week 18. This would be a disappointment. But week 18 for this team? All you're asking for is a chance, Pat. Anything can happen on Sunday. And you do. You certainly do. Mm-hmm. Congrats to the Steelers getting out of the pit that they were in earlier in the year when Diggs certainly gave up. No, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier yeah. in the year, Diggs certainly gave up. Unlike these two. That's yeah. when 10 was exactly. the quarterback. Uh, yeah. Erroneous. No, I understand. I understand. Looking at what draft pick they'll have. New time, new place. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett's quarterback. You guys are doing your thing. But this is what Week 18 is. Do you hear what he said? Need the Patriots to lose. Need Dolphins to lose. Both very feasible. Yeah. We need to win. That's three things that have to happen mm-hmm. in an NFL season that we have not been able to predict <laughs> at all. But that's what Week 18 is. Darius J. Butler, host of the Man to Man podcast, Everything DB. Can't wait to watch what you have this week. I believe there's some trickery and fuckery on Whoa. that's yeah. going to get broken down. Yeah. But Week 18 in the NFL season. Here's all the, There's three pages of scenarios right now. 
Okay? Insane. Three pages of scenarios, and we wrote them down just so we didn't get them wrong because there's a lot of can clinch one, can clinch seven. If this team wins, this team loses, this team does this. It seems like there's more teams alive right now than we could have ever imagined. Does it matter? Do we already know who the Super Bowl winners are going to be? Do we already know who's going to be in the Super Bowl? All this bottom of the bubble that everybody's jousting for right now, does it really matter in your eyes? Always matters. Always matters, man. It's a new season once you get into the playoffs. Uh, We've seen how crazy this year has been. Uh, we'll have my guy Justin Herbert in the playoffs for the first time. Nobody wants to see that guy. So, um, yeah, it always matters, man. Justin for seeding. Um, and then for the teams, you know, it only matters what you what you can control, what you can do as a player, what you can do as a coach. So uh, you had three pages right there. A lot of people gave Ron Rivera shit for not knowing he could be eliminated after the game. <laughs> wow. Sometimes he should know. Yeah, he mean, definitely should know. Maybe he was joking there, but a lot, lot is going on. But players just got to handle their business. Carson Wentz obviously throws three picks in a game that they had to win. Yep. Ron Rivera allegedly, and we're saying allegedly because we – we assume he was joking. Mm-hmm. But I hope so. He could have been trolling. But also, if Ron Rivera comes out and goes, I was so focused in the game, Correct. I'm not worried about what's going on elsewhere, also gets a pass. Yeah. I don't think he has said that. So now everybody, here's the video of what happened with Ron Rivera and the media reporter just the other day after the game. After they lose, and he is told basically, your playoff hopes could literally all end here in a couple hours. <laughs> to clarify, you said you would talk about quarterback next week. If you guys are eliminated today by what happens at 4 o'clock, is Sam Howell in consideration? We can be eliminated. <laughs> yeah, if the Packers beat the Vikings, oh, then you guys are eliminated. Oh. Yeah, no idea. Could have been fucking with him. Yeah, oh. maybe. The look on his face. What? Would sell the fucking with even more, right? I mean, Both. I think he could come out and say, obviously I knew we could get eliminated. Sure. That person was talking to me like I was a dipshit. Yeah. Like, that's what Ron Rivera could yeah. do. Hasn't done that, though. No. no. There's been no response <laughs> yeah. since that moment, so we must assume that he didn't know, and that's because he was so so dialed yeah. into the game. That's right. Biggest game next game. I don't know why you bench Heineke, who's won a lot of games yep. in a must-win type yep. game that they had. Heineke will start this, <clears throat> uh, the last game of the year, even though it does not matter. What does that say for the future? We don't know. We have no idea. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. The Commanders are expected to turn back to Taylor Heineke as the starter for Sunday's season finale versus the Cowboys. But rookie quarterback Sam Howe is also slated to play, marking the NFL debut for the fifth-round pick per source. Barring change of plans, this will be the setup. So Sam Howe, did he, did he get hurt? Is that why he yeah, hasn't Liz, played all year? Liz Frank at the start, like in training, training camp. camp, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're getting a chance to finally get a look at this guy. Could he be our guy for the future? Is he another Taylor Heineke? Hmm. Very possibly. Very possible. Does he have all the X factors of Taylor Heineke off the field? We'll see. Taylor has them all. Remember, yeah, he, does. he is beloved by his team. There's a spark when he goes in there. Is he top-tier talent quarterback of all time? No, but they seemingly win and try harder when he's playing, and they don't give away games when he doesn't. Them trying to replace him and find out who the next him is going to be something they're going to try to do until they find a guy. But Heineke won them games. Yeah, Heineke won them games. They went on a run. The only reason why they were in it is because Taylor Heineke was the quarterback of a team that won. No chase for a majority of the season. I wonder what their mindset is going forward. Are they going to try to unload Carson? Are they going to try to get another quarterback? Or are the commanders going to have a new name after the new sale? What a massive question mark in Washington, Darius Butler. A lot of question marks. I think you got to – might just have to revamp everything. Yeah. No, no, no. They already debuted a new fucking uh, oh, mascot. God. That yeah. too. Hoggy. <clears throat> who the, who Sergeant Hogg. Sergeant Hogg. That bullshit. Sergeant – that's what? Who terrible. voted on it? The yeah. Commanders. Yeah. The Commanders oh, make yeah. no good decisions. Major Tutty. Look at this. Sorry. I saw Kyle Brandt 
said this, and it's <laughs> probably the best take. Uh, and we didn't talk about this yesterday. It was on the. This was on the agenda. Yesterday. Oh yeah, uh-huh. this was certainly going to get chatted about yesterday. Kyle Brandt said, "Halftime week seventeen. Why are we? Why is this the time? <laughs> what the hell?" And I think that's a great way to look at it. Like, I wasn't going to mention it. I was going to talk about how, like, he got a full intro and mm-hmm. the way he was, he's just fat offensive line doofus. Yeah. Basically, Face of the franchise. Is it is. This becomes the whole thing. How was this? This is a tribute. Is this diving into the full commie? Like, they're just going all in? No, I think this is a tribute Dude. to the past yeah. of what he used to be, trying to bring them in. Yeah, the hogs. And I don't think anybody from the past fans gave a fuck about a mascot happening. No. This is just another decision made by the commanders that makes us all believe that when this team is sold it'll be for the better of the entire nfl but hell of a run from this fat pick yeah i think they were uh honoring the team's past hall of famers or something they were and like the hogs and everything so they tried to talk but dan snyder apparently wasn't even there yeah or his wife (laughs) and the hogs were gonna sue them if they were going to do something with that name. Yeah, it's terrible over there. Let's move on. They're hot. Yep. Commanders, They're sick. Commanders are completely out. We'll be joined by Ian Rappaport in five minutes or so to see what the newest update is on DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center and also everything else going on around the NFL. Uh-huh. There's a lot of different injuries. I, I asked Rapp this morning. I'm like, Rapp, what do, what do we... You know, what do we... Because I don't, I don't like to ask him a question, him not knowing the answer, and us having to tell him. Information. Right, yeah. Because that's br- embarrassing. We're bringing mm-hmm. him on to be the inside. Like, mm-hmm. We're burying him. Like, Ian, you don't know this, but like when we're telling you information, that's, that's not, not good, good for the gimmick. Yeah. That's, like not, that's not good for the insider gimmick. No. Like all offseason, when he was at the Harry Potter Museum right. and the Lego factory. Yep, Pez and then te- Dispensary. Pez dispenser, uh, dispensary, 10 different golf courses. And we're calling him and we're like, what have you heard about insert storyline? He's like, I think, blah, blah. And we're like, Ian, that was... Dude. That'll change this morning. Come right. on. We're going to stop wasting ours and your time here. I think he's still dialed in. And by that, I mean, I asked him, I'm like, what do we need uh, to ask you about? Uh, what do we need to talk about? He says, well, a little bit update on DeMar, obviously. A lot of talking there. Uh, commanders, quarterbacks, he said we can talk about that. Go. Dolphins, Eagles, what happens with that game? What happens with Jalen Hurts? I think it's okay to continue to chat about future implications of the games. I'm like, okay, this conversation with Ian Here we go. is about to be Huge. a great one. Um, Darius. Yep. Week 18. There are teams that have already had their offseason scheduled for four weeks or oh, so. Oh, yeah. Four or five weeks. How come those teams sometimes show up out of nowhere and have, like, the greatest of all time? Do you think it's because of fuck it last time out here? Or are there some guys playing that have the ability to put on some good tape mm-hmm. to hopefully get an yeah. audition somewhere else? Why do you think some of the – there's going to be a team that's completely eliminated this weekend yeah. that we're going to watch that have sucked most of the year, mm-hmm. and then somehow they're going to – they're going to battle against somebody this weekend, mm-hmm. and we're going to wonder how and why that took place. Why do you think it is as somebody that was in a locker room and understands the locker room as much as yeah, you do? Yeah, number one, that's the reality in the locker room. You know, every every year that locker room is going to be different um, the next year. So when you go out there for that that last game, you know, if you got 53 guys on the roster, like, you know, 43 of them are, you know, their career is kind of in the balance almost year in, year out with a team. So maybe 30-something. But So you kind of put your best tape out there, trying to put your best foot forward. Whatever you got left in the tank, you're going to leave it all out there for the most part. And then some guys, you know, fuck it. They know they're going to be good next year. They know they'll be back. They may be nursing something. They're just trying to get out of the healthy, um, especially on the heels of what, you know, what took place with, with DeMar this past weekend. So, um, it's going to be interesting, though. A lot of different, a lot of different teams in different situations. I'm very interested to see how the Eagles handle 
uh, Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. uh, this this week because one seed's a big deal. Oh yeah, huge you deal. Him, Lane. Especially because of the and you talk about Lane being injured, but like you think Jason Kelsey wouldn't mind a week yeah. off? Yeah. yeah. Probably would like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you think a lot of those guys that have played very physical football. You got some OGs on defensive side oh, of the ball, too. You don't think they'd want a week oh, off yeah. to kind of freshen up in this whole thing? But to do that, are you putting Jalen in extra risk where you could give him another week to kind of settle in? Obviously, Gardner Minshew has had success in the NFL. They're a much different team when Jalen's playing mm-hmm. versus when Gardner's playing because Jalen has solidified himself as a guy completely. That's a great question. I think you play Jalen. Yeah. To, What's that? I'm something with you. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say how much, too, because that's a whole thing. Like, yeah. when do you pull the plug? Yeah, yeah because you don't want to risk any more because you, you want that extra week that you're about to get for Jalen as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, the next week we get a bye week. That's great for Jalen's shoulder as well. That'll be a fine balance by Sirianni, who's known to be a dog. How do you put, like, kind of restraints on him? Like, you're up there in Alaska running yeah. the uh, Iditarod. The Iditarod. How is he going to be able to handle that? That is – because this is a big game for them. Huge. Yeah. One seed versus wild card <laughs> is a vastly different world in the playoffs. Yeah, you get to, you know, play in Philadelphia for the entire time, how tough that is for other teams, and how much you think it depends on the Giants, too, because if the Giants rest their starters because they can't move up to five, they can't fall down to seven. So they're actually just kind of stuck where they are at six. Like, if they – play maybe half their starters if they don't play Dan Jones like do you think Sirianni's maybe even waiting to see that kind of almost a game time decision because if he knows they're not playing those guys then you would assume he'd be comfortable with Minshew going out there and getting it done here's the NFC situations Philadelphia Eagles can clinch the NFC East and the number one seed with a win over the Giants okay just beat the Giants simple Mm -hmm. Giants got nothing to play for nothing but Big Mo's a real thing Yeah. yeah You just beat the Colts 38-10. Yeah, ride the hot hand. Do you like, want to continue to do that going into playoffs? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't. Are they going to rest people? Do we know if they're resting people? We don't know yet, but it's kind of like the Jags played everyone against the Texans last week when they didn't have to and just fucking took care of business. Boat race yeah. them because they Smack. need to win against the yeah. Titans this weekend. Yeah. That is a big game. I'm New a firm coach, bo- What's that? Same situation. New coach. Um, you know, obviously you got Trevor Lawrence in the second year, but you got Dougie P. That's the first time they're together. So this this the time you want to kind of be hot. Hey, I think strive. so, too. Yeah. You want to be playing your best ball. I'm a big fan of let's go. Yeah. And I think the reason why I'm a big fan of let's go is because my rookie year, mm-hmm. we rattle off 14 straight wins. Ooh, yeah. Number one seed in the AFC locked up by the time fucking week 15 ended or week 14 ended or whatever. Wow. So then Bill Polian made the decision to rest the players week 15, week 16. I believe Peyton started, everybody started week 15 against the Jets, and then everybody got pulled, and it was a preseason game. A lot of punts. We lose to the Jets. We let the Jets in, actually, because we lose. Then uh, week 17, game 16, we're in Buffalo. Peyton, everybody starts. There's obviously 100 catch records that are on the line. They're drawing up plays in the actual snow. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. Then everybody gets pulled. We lose again. We go 14-2. and Now, we win that next game uh, after we take the bye, and we win in the championship round, and we get to the Super Bowl, and we lose. Mm -hmm. But I remember every single player in that locker room, and I was too young to have an opinion, way too young, and, and I'm a punter, so shut up. But, like, Everybody in there was pissed about it. They're like, there's only been one team that's gone undefeated throughout the entire thing. We could potentially be that team. And also, we haven't played our best football yet. Like, there is still time to grow. I understand the risk factor of people getting hurt. That could happen in practice. Yeah. That that could happen in practice. People could get hurt. Mm -hmm. So they're running full-speed practices during the week because we got to keep our cardio and conditioning up. But then we're going to rest you for the game. It's like, 
full speed practice still could potentially be an injury if we're going to live like that. I'm a big fan of let's keep going. Let's keep building, but I'm also not in a position where I could potentially get hurt yeah. every single fucking play. So yeah, it's a tough I, thing. You said Poland obviously had that um, that comfort to make that decision. And you got Peyton, too, who had obviously Peyton, been there. Dallas, yeah. Jeff, yeah. Gary, Reggie, what? Yeah. Joseph. Ad- the, we had vets. Seymour. Everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. could run that offense and that operation, yeah, you know, in their sleep training. at that point. Um, you know, Hurts. What's going on with Danny Dimes now in New York, um, Jacksonville, like all these teams, like they're probably they're tasting their best success right now. They're really you want like you. I would want Hurts in there. I know he's going to be hurt. He's going to be banged up, so he's going to have to change um, how he plays. I assume, but I would want him in there with that offense with his new right tackle. If it's not going to be Lane, whatever it's going to be, um, you got to figure it out. And that run, the whole offense is different, obviously, but even the run game, like just having Hurts in the backfield. You have to account. You have to add another defender that has to account for him every time he carries out that fake. Like we have to be prepared for that. He we may get two guys. You know, yeah, he mm-hmm. may get two guys with that, and that may mean you know fifteen, twenty more yards from Miles Sanders. So it's a game changer. You want you want your guys in there playing their best ball at this point in the season. And for health reasons, you definitely want that bye week and that home field advantage throughout. And if you're the Giants, I think you play Danny Dimes. Sure. Play everybody. Yeah. Have to. Playing hey, we, we just played our best football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you don't have any big known wide receivers, no. so I, you can't get anybody hurt there. No, 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 really. exactly. Which is certainly something that Dayball is going to have to figure out, but it's football. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is football. Philadelphia Eagles clinch NFC East the number one seed with win over Giants or Cowboys lost to Commanders and 49ers lost to Cardinals. Need that. Niners need to win, though. Right, yeah, they Niners in their up. mind, they could mm-hmm. potentially still go to one, so they are going to be trying mm-hmm. against this Cardinals team that seemingly. Oh yeah, they threw it in. But no, you mentioned them. They like that seems like the team who maybe we're watching on Sunday, and it's like, how the hell are the fucking Cardinals hanging around in this game? Like, how, you know, like that's the team where they they are seemingly dead, but it's like out of nowhere they fucking take the Niners down to the wire, and it just makes no sense. Yes, Raiders. what's that? Raiders? Yeah, Raiders yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Or talent. Yeah. 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 Teams that have talent mm-hmm. that have a long offseason that they probably don't want to sit on playing like shit the last game yeah. could come out of nowhere and surprise people. Raiders is a good one. Niners clinched number one seed with win over Cardinals and the Eagles lost to the Giants, which easily could happen. Mm-hmm. That is something that easily could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Cowboys clinched NFC East with win over Cardinals, our commanders, and Eagles lost to Giants. They clinched the NFC East and the number one seed. Cowboys are still in it for the number mm-hmm. one seed yeah. right now. Wild. Win over Commanders, uh, Eagles lost to Giants. 49ers lost to Cardinals. We have no idea if that'll happen. It is the 2022 NFL season, yep. though. Packers clinch wild card berth with win over Lions. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions clinch wild card berth with win over Packers and Seahawks lost to the Rams. Seattle Seahawks clinch wild card berth with win over Rams and Packers loss to Lions. So they need something to happen, not just win. They need Lions to lose or Lions to beat the Packers. It is bananas what could potentially take place and on the afc side there is one two three four five six teams uh seven eight nine nine teams that have implications this weekend it is a lot that could happen for the biggest time of the year in the biggest league on earth joining us now is a senior nfl insider for the biggest league on earth. Here we go. He's the insider for the network it owns, the website it owns, right. and a podcast called The Insiders. Okay. The host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, although it's been two times this week in two days. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the friends. He is Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport! Rap, rap, buddy, let's get right into the most important news in the NFL, and that is 
where are we with Damar Hamlin? The University of Cincinnati Medical Center, have we heard anything from them? Is everything hearsay right now? I believe vibes are moving in a positive direction from all the reports we've heard, yeah. but we don't know if any of them are legitimized or not. What are you hearing, and what are your expectations of today for Damar? Okay, first of all, we have not heard yet uh, from the Buffalo Bills uh, except a statement uh, essentially saying that he is, you know, what he had, cardiac arrest, that he's in critical condition. That has been since overnight on Monday. We have not heard from UC Medical Center. So the uh, updates we have gotten have been from lay people, not doctors, which is important um, and should be noted. Uh, the family spokesman, who is Jordan Rooney, um, has been giving some positive vibes, as you might say, some positive updates, telling Cam Wolf and then texted me a couple minutes ago uh, that things seem to be heading in the positive direction. Now, we don't know necessarily what that means, but positive is much better than negative, so that is good. Um, and I would also say that just for, like, expectation standpoint, this isn't necessarily going to be a thing where, like, he, he's going to pop up and will say, everything's okay. Like it's going to be a matter of not minutes or really hours or probably days until we know a hundred percent sure how DeMar Hamlin is. Okay. So obviously the first things first is we hope he is survives and is alive. Uh, it sounds like that is, we don't want to speculate. Sounds like that's going to be a thing. I, I positive direction generally means yes. Positive if things are heading in a positive direction, it generally means that you'd think he is going to survive. That is my assumption. There's still some other questions once he does oh, yes. you know, come out of this thing that need to be answered by people who are not me but medical people. And I hope just from a general information standpoint that we get that at the end of this. But positive vibes are way better than negative vibes. Okay, we agree. We concur. Obviously, we'll continue to put our positive thoughts, prayers, vibes uh, to Damar Hamlin over there and his family and everybody. Not easy situation at all, Ian Rappaport. Are you getting an update right now? No, okay. Thought you were maybe getting a text from a doctor. You are the person that would get that. And we can't wait to hear, hopefully, more positive vibes out of the entire situation at Cincinnati. Let's pivot away from that. Week 18 is taking place. There is nine AFC teams that have implications this weekend happening around the AFC. On the NFC side, it basically all revolves around the Philadelphia Eagles Giants game. Now, there's other stuff that can happen, but that game is determining whether or not the Eagles are going to be the number one seed in the NFC or are they going to be a wild card, which would be a huge shot, I think, across the bow to the Eagles, especially with how this season has gone. We believe that a massive part of this game is hinging upon Jalen Hurts playing, Jalen Hurts not playing. What is the mindset in Philadelphia? Jalen's playing. How long is he playing? And has Sirianni really chatted with anybody about how he plans on handling this game against the Giants? So I would agree with you it's a big game that probably does – well, not probably. It does affect literally everything. It sounds like Jalen Hurts is in a really good place physically. So if he was needed to play, which I think he will be, then I was told he is expected to go. I would expect him to practice today, move forward from that. He was really close last week. If you had guaranteed me that he wouldn't land on his sprained SC joint, if he could just just function, I would say he definitely would have played last week. But they didn't want they wanted to make sure he didn't land on it and aggravate it, so he did not play. What? However, I would also say this. We don't know what the Giants are going to do. The Giants don't have anything to play for. When Buffalo, which is where Brian Dayball and Joe Shane came from, when they were in a similar situation a couple years ago with not much to play for, they had starters come out, 
and play a couple series and then exit and then the backups came in. So this game may hinge more on that than anything else, which is simply like how many guys do the Giants actually play? Yeah, this could be like in basketball. When starters come out, we'll take our starters out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're the Giants also, and Dayball's running things now as opposed to McDermott, and it feels like Dayball has right. a much different vibe on the sideline than McDermott does, there's a lot of fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. from Dayball. Dayball literally looks like he's at my family that. cookout. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dayball literally looks no. like he is from our fam- like my family. The way he acts drives that F-150 that's beautiful, right, right. the dap up with the team, the excitement, the energy, and I think the Giants needed all of it. Yeah. Wink Martindale, he also, big, beloved by the players, mm-hmm. swag, talk shit, not scared about it. I think that's a vastly different situation than what happened in Buffalo with these two running it. If I'm them, and I know I'm just a punter, and I know I'm bottom of the barrel, and I'm a doofus that wears a tank top on TV, as a person that's been able to see this situation – firsthand from like you know in the team meeting room on the sideline and playing in the game you know limited reps limited limited reps but seeing i would want to keep momentum they just fucking smoked the colts danny dimes is playing the best football he has played the defense although thibodeau is a classless (laughs) classless Human being with what he did next to Nick Foles' dead body. <laughs> I don't think he knew Nick Foles was dead. No. I don't think so. I don't think he had no. a clue while he was doing that. The sleep thing, obviously, like, Bob, read the room. Yeah, okay, no. We're all in the NFL here. This is not what you should be aiming to do. Let's not rub it in the face. I appreciate the swagger. I appreciate the moxie. I like when people celebrate. But I don't think he knew it was Nick Foles. I also don't like... To Jeff Saturday's point, we're paying a lot of money to some bad guys on that offensive line. A couple of them have tried to treat me like I'm some punk. Your quarterback gets buried, broken, and a guy's dancing next to him, and you don't fucking do anything? Yikes. That's a problem. That, yeah. Like, there's so many problems to that. I don't think Thibodeau doing a snow angel is number one. Sleep thing, I'm like, bud. Come on. Come on. Not a perfect. Like, that's not a. That's not cool to do. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the NFL would say that. But the. The Andy Dalton situation that happened with the Cowboys, pretty much. You can't have it. That takes place with Nick Foles with the Colts. Like, that's not our team. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well. Don't want to talk about it too much, but that is a real thing. Like, the Giants have played the best yep. that they played. Why would you? I think Dayball and Wink are going to want to continue to do that. And Giants-Eagles, that's a big rivalry, right? Yes, but... I agree with everything you said, including that the biggest issue with the Colts thing was that the linemen weren't like, get this guy out of here. Like It was I a trainer, a trainer, one of our trainers who might be the biggest dogs in that building because they've been around the longest. They were the only – did you see the trainer? I didn't see the trainer. trainer oh, comes yeah. around, it's not Kyle. I forget the dude's name. He's been around for a while. He, he came in after I was there. I've met him. Good dude. He comes in, kicks Thibodeau's arm pretty much, yeah. and he's like, get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. And it was like he was the only person sticking up for our fucking quarterback, That's our crazy. trainer. That's a problem. Yeah. They were thinking about Cancun. You got to give them a break. The old linemen weren't thinking about the football game. And that's a problem. I don't want to see any of those guys in bathing suits in Cancun. I'm just saying. Oh! Although Quentin Nelson probably looks, Quentin Nelson probably looks good, I would say. That guy probably looks Maybe. great. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, honestly, I, I do not know. I, I, the, the whole leadership in that Colts building – it's problematic. But there's been a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of guys that are like, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. And I can understand that as well. But if one of your guys 
quarterback writhing in pain. And there's a snow angel happening next to him. I don't think Thibodeau knew. Long snow angel, too. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't know. Thibodeau's not looking at the jumbotron there. He's literally looking up at the sky. Yeah. So that could be in football. There's piles fucking everywhere. Eyes could be close. Yeah, exactly. Like, who knows if what that snowing, could be? Yeah. But there should be somebody that gets a 15 yarder yeah. for sure. Fuck dragging him, dragging him away. Especially because that game doesn't matter for the Colts. So who gives a fuck if you get a 15 yarder? Yeah. Bro, what if it's the punter too? Because that was third down, right? Yeah, that was yeah. third down. What if Hawk comes out and just get the God, fuck like anybody? You know, it should yeah. be the offensive lineman for sure. Too much to talk about the Colts. They're dead. They stink. Nothing on the line this weekend. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about right. the but Gi- t- Giants. T- t- to go back to your question, I agree that I am a big momentum guy. I am with you on that. It's real. Still, Whoa. nothing as, as important as the health of your really good players. So if they were asking me, which no one has asked me, what? if they were asking me, I would say I would never do anything in a game that doesn't mean anything. I would never do anything to risk having to play someone besides my really good player. I understand. And I don't care if it helps a rival because it doesn't matter. Like, the only thing that matters is the Giants are as close to 100% as they can in the playoffs. I understand what you're saying, but I think the game does mean something to the thing that we're talking about that we do all believe in on this call, even there are some people that don't, and that's momentum. I think think that's a massive – I don't think it just means nothing. Like, I think that is a big deal. You get embarrassed or whatever, obviously it doesn't matter because your starters aren't in, but you're on that plane ride – with everybody. Oh, yeah. You're in that locker room afterwards. Yeah. And they'll throw the yeah. tape out. They won't break down the tape of that game. They're no. like, we're just moving yeah. on. Who cares with that? But you have to have a real mature group just to be like, that, that ain't us. Yeah. You want to play, man. Especially for the Giants. You just beat the shit out of the Colts. And then let's say you rest, you know, this last week. And now you're going into the playoffs. It really two weeks. You haven't really had to play your best football. Um, if I'm the Giants, I want to play a good Eagles team, beat them. And then going to the playoffs, and you go into the mindset, should we just beat the, the team that's been the best team in the league yeah. all year? Like, we could beat anybody. So I think it's important for them to play. Let's remember the Philadelphia Eagles clinched the NFC East and the number one seed with a win over the Giants. If not, they end up in a wild card. Uh-oh. That'd be a big move by the Giants yeah. uh, to okay. do against Philadelphia Eagles for the future. So saying it means nothing. <laughs> I see what you're saying. And I see what you're saying. And we see what you're you saying. Can, well, we knew we had to inform them today. Anyway. Yeah. And New England uh, always – hey, Darius, New yeah. England always played their guys, right, if I remember? Yeah, but we Fucking did right. lose Wes Walker um, my rookie year, actually, uh, down in Houston. Oh, yeah. Lost him towards ACL, oh, I believe, like week right. 17. Was that the Houston grass? You remember that? Oh, oh ACL yeah. tear, right? Yeah. So um, and then like after that we pulled like um months. I think we pulled yeah. starters but yeah New England usually does it but you know I don't know different strokes different, different blokes different, different situations too. too like yeah. I think there's some teams if there's legitimately nothing to gain here like all right let's yeah. get our guys healthy if we have a veteran group too that can handle it you know like a veteran group that can just handle also true. sitting yeah. out and, and kind of doing I think it's good. Which you're the Giants so you Giants st- are very young. You're still trying to build that culture. Yeah. I don't I don't know. For me and this might just be us being NFL fans wanting to see the Eagles and Giants have a a good game because I think both these teams are playing great football, especially if Jalen's back. But for me, player perspective in locker room watching a team rest. I watch a team rest. Yep. My rookie year watched uh, our team Kind of bow out last two weeks of the season. We were fourteen and zero. Could have gone. Every player hated that decision. Every single player hated. Really? It. Yes. Every single one in the locker mm-hmm. room fucking hated it. I mm-hmm. was too young to have a decision, you know. But I, I would bop over 
to like <laughs> the D- defensive mm-hmm. group. How we doing, boys? You know, big rest day, big rest day. Don't even fucking. All right. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Okay. And then I would go over offensive line group. Boys, get the day off or whatever. They're like, that's nice. But, you know, only one team's gone undefeated in the history of football. We had a chance to do it. Okay. So we're still not happy over here. All right. Let's go over to the skill guys. Boys, we're going to fucking fly around. Quarter and a half or so. I have to put up four or five tuds against these guys. Okay, nobody's happy mm-hmm. about resting in this, so I will always feel that way. But I do understand why people want to rest. Connor has a question for you. Ian. Yeah, Rob, you know we're entering the playoffs. There's obviously that talk when Jimmy G first got hurt that he might come back, you know, in eight mm. or so weeks, which would be the NFC Championship. And right now they have an unbelievable team. If he is healthy, is there a chance they're going to start him, or because of how good? Brock Purdy has been. They're just going to ride Purdy probably for the rest of these playoffs. Uh, okay, first, the health of Jimmy G. So he got out of the walking boot late last week. I was told he's still not walking regular, right? So he's still not walking. Forget about running. He's still not walking regularly. Um, this was described to me as more of a three-month injury rather than an eight-week injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is far-fetched to say that he'd be out there in any sort of playing capacity anytime soon. However, the playoffs, you know, talking about the NFC Championship game, maybe the Super Bowl, that's a month from now or a little more. Um, It is conceivable that he could only be the NFC title game of the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't expect him to start. I would expect him uh, to be the backup if he was active at all, which we don't know. Um, Oh, this is interesting. Uh, Breaking news! Matt Eberflus, Matt Eberflus has just announced that Nathan Peterman is <laughs> starting week 18 for the Bears. Come on. That's wow. so Justin Fields White has a sore hip. He has a hip strain. Aww. How many yards away was he from the breaking the record? Oh, God. What is it, rushing record? Yes. Close, right? Like quarterback record as a whole? Lamar Jackson's record. Yeah, single season rush yards. Eberflus, like, 60 yards away, I believe. Hey, we're still like top 64. five pick right now. Yeah. You've played great. We appreciate that. Yeah. This game means fucking. No, top hell. two, right? Yeah. yeah two, I think right? the Colts can sneak in, though. Number one? Colts, can, Colts can sneak in, though. Yeah. We can go get it. Yeah. Texans win, Bears win, Colts are up to one, I believe. Yeah. Texans are 2 and 13, Colts are 4 11. Yeah, so there's no. We didn't talk about that because we're talking about the jousting at the bottom of the playoff. There's jousting <laughs> happening for the yeah, number one. Hell yeah! And the Colts are back in it. We are Let's back. Go. I'm happy we have it because that is certainly a pick that we could have traded away mm-hmm. at different times sure. to get rid of some contracts Still of might. people. But for the Bears, that has to be just Eberflus going. We're not losing you. Okay. Yeah. Shut her down. We're sorry you didn't get the record. Guess what? You'll get it next year. Yep. Better online. And we will be yeah. back. I don't mind that decision from me. See, there's a decision that I don't mind from me, because there's nothing on the line at all. Now, do you play him because he signed up to play this many games? He's the future of your program. He's your franchise. He's the reason why Bears fans are excited right now. Sure. You can definitely play him. But you lose Justin Fields to an ACL in this game. Oh. And then all of a sudden you're right back in the, oh, fuck. Like, what, what do we do? Yeah, preach it. Yeah, I, I think it's a smart you, move. You lose him for this game, you're talking about him coming back in October. Yeah, yeah. missing the beginning of the season. I think that's a smart move. Good play, Eber Flues. As long as it was I think so, decision. don't you? Yeah. As long as it was Thank you, Flues. This is the situations or situational type situation yep. yeah. where there we're like, go. need you to play for momentum. In this particular one, like, Bears need to prove nothing. Right. Yeah. They already proved we got our guy. 
than Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. We've learned a lot of lessons on how this building works, how this operation works in our first year here. Now we attack the offseason and get better. That feels like a smart decision. Is QB kind of the lone position? Like, would you say the Colts would think about resting like Quentin Nelson or some of those other pillar players that they know, like, hey, this game doesn't matter? We should certainly think about keeping all our potential trade options healthy. Yes. Okay. I think that is... Mm-hmm. I think that is something we should that think about. Sense. Yeah. You know also, I mean? the Bears, like, you, you want to lose kind of at this point. Like, winning this game does nothing for you other than potentially taking you from the second well, pick. To outside well, of, outside of the players and the coaches. Hey, yeah. You want to evaluate yeah, okay. You want to evaluate younger players. That's, That's legit. But players uh, want to win. But, yeah. like, front office, I mean, they, they don't yeah. want them to win this Well, game. if you're trying yeah. to lose, I wouldn't put fucking Peter in it, okay? Uh, I did, <laughs> I did hear uh, from over there, uh-huh. and that was Tone's penis hitting the bottom of the desk. <laughs> Whenever you heard Nathan That's Peterman was going to play, because of how excited he just got His over there. Way too far away. But yeah, that players time. and coaches. And the Steelers have the Bears second round pick. Boom! Oh, yeah. Actually, it's like pick number thirty-three right now. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Uh, that's hey, congrats to Eberflus on a bit. That's a tough decision, yeah. Good decision, smart decision. And we thank Justin Fields for his service this year in the NFL season. You were electrifying, sir. Absolutely electrifying. We don't know how much time you have, Ian. We assume you're very busy. Tone will sneak one in here for you. A couple games where quarterbacks uh matter. Are we getting Josh Dobbs uh for the Titans? And then, um, I can't remember who the other one was. Oh, Josh Dobbs playing for the Titans? Nailed it. Uh, we are getting, um, first of all, I'm okay on time. I got another. Seven or so minutes, if you guys want to have me. Which oh, fun. and the Dolphins. Um, too. No, we don't. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Okay. So, Josh. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. So, you Josh. We only got seven so minutes. Josh Dobbs <laughs> so is going to play for the Titans, which is actually really crazy because, first of all, the whole world seems to be happy for this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, of all the people, like, he must have touched a lot of people in the NFL. Oh. He's smart. He's an astronaut. He has been on a lot of teams where it seems everyone he encounters is rooting for him. So he came in and I thought played way better than his statistics, which were actually fine, but way better than his statistics last week. He gets the offense. He's only been there a little bit, um, but he is going to start for the Titans, and they could win. They could win, and he could be the quarterback of a playoff team, which is bonkers, but it is definitely possible. What does the, the future Dolphins. look? Let's go to the let's finish the Titans, and then Darius has okay. a question about the right. Dolphins. What does the future of the Titans look like? Tannehill obviously gets healthy; he's their guy going forward. Malik, it seems like he got benched. Uh, They've seen enough of Malik Willis, even though he was drafted in the third round. GM's been fired. What's Vrabel going to do? They were like this; they've gone like this, which is very abnormal yeah. for that Titans team under Vrabel. What does the future look like for them? Is Dobbs potentially a guy going forward? He gets his win. I mean, I think he's a potential part of the organization. In other words, like pretty good backup if that's what it is. Malik Willis, it's just too early, and it's just he's very, very talented. Seems like he's not ready, which is okay, but was just not. Okay. Um, they have a quarterback decision next year, and Ryan Tannehill doesn't have any more guaranteed money. I would say his play has at least warranted them taking a look at who's out there. Not saying replace him, take a look who's out there. And you look at the guys who are going to be out there, Jimmy Garoppolo, what? Possibly. No, possibly. Definitely. Uh, Derek Carr, available via trade. Uh, what about Tom Brady? Why? Free agent. If he's not back with the Bucs, remember, yeah, he looked at the Titans last Ooh. time. Yeah, their receivers are um, good. Some people think that Ryan Tannehill was the person that Brady was talking yeah, sure. about. Um, oh. You know? I thought that some was Carr. Think that. Yeah. I thought it was Carr. Unclear, but some people think that. You're sticking um, that motherfucker? I think it was Carr. We thought it was all Carr. You're saying there's still oper- league circles people are think saying it was yeah. Tannehill. Wow. So 
you know, that's and no that's something where if Brady wants to be close to his children. Nashville is no. pretty close to everything. No. So plus Nashville is an awesome city. And it's pretty close to a team. Pretty like, close. To right me. in the middle of the country. I've been there a couple of times. It seems close. Yeah, I mean, I guess anywhere that has an airport is close to anywhere. Sure. I mean, right. what you that's just exa- said. That's exactly right. <laughs> he wants to yep. be close. Yep. Maybe he goes plays Very for close. maybe he plays for PSG. Then yeah. Paris Saint Germain uh, over there in France. <laughs> then he's just what seven hour flight yeah, away. Yeah. Simple. Seven hour drive. Well, seven hour flight. New plane <laughs> though. He might be on the same team. Team. Ah, ah, You're the best. Raiders are where Tom's going, right? Uh, uh, it's, there are, I would say they would be one of the possibilities. Yes. Tom's not retiring is what you're thinking? I do, that I don't know. Because he's going to have to sit down and be like, like he's had some not great games. Then he's had games like last week where like, oh my God, that looks like great. Or against the yeah. Saints. Russian or like, I mean, that's... His rent goes. I think when, when he started quarterback sneaking again, I was like, mm, Brady must be feeling pretty good. Oh, like, yeah. He had one, a good one last week. Like, you know... Do we he think maybe if he played again, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. I wouldn't be that surprised either. Do we think that maybe the family was like, Hey, there's no reason for you just to be diving in there with 700 pounds of humans diving on you're 40 fucking five years old. Okay. And look at you. You're stick. Can't be taking those hits anymore. You've been doing too much TV 12. You need some real ice cream as opposed to the avocado ice cream, but you're sticking with the avocado ice cream. So we don't need you fucking diving into a scrum anymore. Gets a divorce. Gets the crypto lawsuit out of the way. I'm not covering the center. Fucking let's go. Has he? You know the deal, Hainsey. We're coming fucking right under center. I was like, oh. Uh, it's still in the middle of it. I think he, it came out public that it's happening, though, so that probably made his life a lot easier. He is the OG of the Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey yeah. uh, quarterback sneak. Like, one of the best to ever do it. Oh, yeah. Because of his ability to the read best. and everything like that. Jalen Hurts is going to end up taking the title because they do it for, like, second and sevens. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to do it right up the gut with Jason Kelsey in front of us. <laughs> but it was nice to see Tom be Tom again. And Mike Evans didn't go off the field ever, stayed on the field, was healthy. That's a big deal for the Bucks as well. Excited to see what happens with Tom. Darius has a question for you, Ian. Hey, Rap. Last one here. Are we really getting Mike Glennon down in Miami's Teddy Bridgewater for sure out this week? And then number two, uh, Jerry Stidham. He had an unbelievable game uh, this past weekend against best defense in the league. Any uh, any considerations with him being a long-term guy there in uh, Vegas? All right, Dolphins first. Uh, so Bridgewater has a dislocated pinky on his right hand, but it's not broken. As of now, he cannot throw a football. Oh, but shit. And, and if he can then I think he will play. So then I think it'll be either Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. If it was Glennon, he'd be elevated and would be a backup. Um, being able to throw a football would be fairly important for Bridgewater, so I would imagine if I he can't so. do that, he won't play. He is trying like absolute crazy to be able to play. I just don't know if he will be able to. Um, Jared Stidham, that was crazy. Um, now, it's different when no one has a scouting report on him. So I would expect it to change a little bit. But, like, if you're the Raiders, and there is at least a possibility that you have someone who's capable of putting up 40 points against the best defense in the NFL on your roster, you would have to think about that. And, like, that would be – it's like the 49ers finding slash developing Brock Purdy. It's an amazing gift. Mm -hmm. And if Jared Stidham ends up being real for the Raiders, it will be an absolute amazing gift until – they have to pay him if he is indeed that guy. And that he knows the offense. has been in it longer than anybody else over there yep. in Las Vegas. It is a 
great setup, and I'm, I'm happy to see him have success. And I'm happy that Connor got to see him have success because before they traded for Cam Newton, yeah. it was Studham time That's right. in New England. He was supposed to take the baton from Tom Brady and be the next guy. Now he's out in Vegas. Will he do it there? Or will he back up Tom next year? Possible. We shall see. Last question. I know I lied to you a second ago, and you have to go. Ty has one for you, though. Rap Sheet, is there any truth to uh, Harbaugh being interested in the Carolina job? And then they also mentioned him in conjunction with Denver. Uh, is this all bullshit? Is this just him coming off two college football playoff appearances and trying to sweeten the pot there? Is there a chance that he actually – it says he met with David Tepper. Is there actually a chance he takes that Carolina job? Uh First of all, I don't, I don't get the sense there was much, if any, substance at all to a phone call between Harbaugh and Tepper. Like, I don't – they may have spoken. I, I don't doubt the report at all. I'm, I'm sure they did in some form or fashion. But they're not doing any interviews or anything until the season's over. So if they did speak, I can't imagine it was very much. Uh, I, but I would expect him to be at an NFL job. We'll see if he can get it. Um, Say what you do. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. You cut out right there, like the most important thing. You do okay. expect what? Okay. I I would expect him to explore getting an NFL job. Okay. Huh. I expect him to consider it. I do not know, and I've spoken to, God, I feel like everyone involved, no one has actually said whether or not Harbaugh is truly interested or whether just wants a absolute bucket of money from Michigan. I don't know. Um but he is going about it as if he is interested in the NFL. He is going about it as if this is real. Desmond Howard on College Game Day, whenever with this conversation even came up at the Rose Bowl, his only take was, every year you can set your clock to this happening, he ain't leaving or whatever. And I think that's a lot of Michigan people saying that because they're like, what are we doing here? We finally got good. You're great. Two years in a row, college football playoff. Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. You have an identity. Two years in a row, here we go. But I don't think this is Michigan fans making this up. This is everybody else wanting Jim, mm-hmm. which is good news and bad news, I guess, in the coaching profession. Maybe Harbaugh comes back to the Colts and saves the team that he is in the ring of honor. Oh. Anyways, can't thank you enough for joining us. Please keep us updated. We will follow along on your Twitter, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. At Rap Sheet. Mm-hmm. That's right. Rap Sheet's a good place to get all football news and hey. other cooking cooking news, too. What's that cooking news? I oh. heard there's a show tonight. What? Tonight? Nine o'clock? Where? Wow. Oh. Where? On the Food Network. Fried squash. Yeah, you can see me in the background. Blossoms. Right? You can see me in the background? Oh. Yeah, judging, doing what Ian does. Fried awesome. squash blossoms are an easy, crispy bite, perfect as a side dish yes. or appetizer. Sonny Anderson calls them the soft shell crab of Mother Nature at NFL. Mm-hmm. Hashtag tailgate takedown premieres Wednesday, January 4th at 9 8. Central. Wow. All right. Yep. All right. Good, Rap. Appreciate it. Hey, hope Please you didn't. Em- Thanks, guys. Hope, hope you didn't embarrass us. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Rap. Also, the man who is live from an attic in Ohio right now, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, potentially had the worst trip to Atlanta of all time. Uh-huh. AJ Hawk is here. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, do you remember that moment? where I was told by Zito and by Ben Hogg from ESPN, hey, this security guy saying he's going to kick you out. <laughs> and me and Zito both start laughing and go, please tell him to kick Please tell him to do kick it, us dude, out. Please. Do it. I would. Because we had four tickets still mm-hmm. in like the front row somewhere because we didn't know if we are going to be able to get everybody in there. So obviously I get kicked out from there. I'm coming 
right back into that stadium, uh-huh. getting the microphone from the front row yep. and doing it from there. Like, it would have been <laughs> magical. But normally, you're right. That was just one situation. And then a full convo happened between us, that security guard, and their supervisor. And like, all right, this – Come on. I'm just standing here. Right here. Yeah, I'm like, I have to be right here. Have to be. Come, we're, there's some people watching this. I don't know how many people. We have some people watching this. We will get out of the way. We will not be in anybody's way. But we have to be able to do this. To the guard's credit, who was a Barney Fife fuck, yeah. was like, okay. But they were certainly sticklers for that new, uh-huh. yeah. hey, we came to your, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, the game is 100 yards away. The game is 100 yards away. We're just trying to do our thing. So there's always going to be that type of stuff. This one went a mu- much smoother than I could have imagined. Now, AJ, obviously you got your sprinter van windows busted in. Right. And Axel puked twice on the way down. Who knows how many times on the way back with no windows. Oh, how that one, whole thing was. We don't have to dive into that. I assume it wasn't great. And Ohio State lost in devastating fashion, but put up a great fight. Yes. Yep. That was an incredible experience. I cannot fucking wait for SoFi, AJ. It was awesome. I, I told you before the game, like I was like, I'm pumped just to be here on the field and watch these guys. Like just, I stood there during warmups with my old teammate Ben Hartsock, who I saw on the sidelines, who lives in Atlanta, Love ben. and he knows a lot about the Georgia team. And I was watching their D line warm up, and I was like five feet away, and I was like, okay, that that guy's a first round pick. That guy's a first round pick. Like every Did single they have player a zero looks, round before the first round <laughs> looks like, like that guy. I was scared. For, I'm like, how do you? How does anybody play? Like it just seems like everybody is so big, so fast, so athletic. And the game proved that, too. Like It was high-level football. We got to see it firsthand. Darius, yeah. we were strolling across the field <laughs> 20 minutes before it kicked off. Just as a crew of like seven or eight of us. Casual. <laughs> just yeah. casually walking right in the game. The uh, TCU, which fucking hell of a win. Another yeah. one. The TCU game, Michigan game, was up on the Jumbotron. But the Jumbotron straight up like this. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the stadium is looking at the sky. So we were able just to walk like we were just moseying around yeah. the field. I did not expect that. At, as a player, I don't think I remember seeing a crew of like eight or nine people yeah. just rolling around the field, da- up, dapping people up, chatting with them. Pat, nice to meet you. Coaches doing all thing. We are very thankful to ESPN, Omaha, and everybody that allowed us that access. Yeah. And I think we try to do it as I, – I feel like we try to do it to justice as well, yeah, the way we call it. We're pros. And I, huge thank you to, uh, to you for letting me be a part of that, man. It was awesome. And for us, you know, obviously we were on, on our game day too, so we were there from the morning, and then you just kind of saw the building, you know, get more and more alive as the day went on. And as people started to file in, you just felt the kind of energy start to change. And then, obviously, the game was a great game from beginning to end also. And the boys, they killed it with the Fiesta Bowl to kind of start it off. And that was good for us to kind of see Watch. them do it a little bit first mm-hmm. and then get our own. But it, it was it was unbelievable to be on the field. Literally, you know, uh, me and Connor, we're on the – like that first touchdown, like we see it like literally developing. Yeah. We're watching Marvin. We see it. I hear Connor like, oh, oh, oh. Come, like, it, it, it was uh, an amazing experience. And uh, hopefully this uh, this TCU-Georgia uh, game can, can be a great game as well. At the Fiesta Bowl – the boys were telling us that the TCU fans were loud. The uh-huh. TCU fans were bananas. The Michigan fans, I think they were expecting, obviously, to win, and they started getting blown out early. So it could have taken the energy out of there, even though the game ended up being what it was towards the end there. But they said the TCU fans were very loud. And I'd like to report from my voice. You can hear it. I literally lost 85% of my voice on Sunday when I woke up in Pasadena in a building that was built in 1909. Jesus. Wow. 1909, the building. They were in California then? I think, yeah, back in 
I think the gold rush. Yeah, was gold rush. Long 18. time ago. Eighteen forty nine. But anyways, I lost my voice. I was screaming because of how loud. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Rush 49ers. Learn something new every day. Yeah. That's where it supposedly was. But a lot of people, obviously, they settled. Didn't make it all the way. That's why they were the settlers. Settlers. Hmm. Like, for instance. (laughs) What's that? Idiots. I don't know. Those who settled in Phoenix seem to have worked out. It worked out okay. There's a lot of different cities across the country that people are like, I ain't fucking going anymore. This one's fine. This one's good. We're going to set up here (laughs) and it ended up being a great city. So Uh I understand that. But yeah, that's why they they went all the way out there. Anyways, I woke up, had no voice. The Georgia fans were fucking loud. Did you expect that from the Georgia? I don't know what I expected. And on the field, on the field, you're hearing. They're literally Both screaming at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ohio State fans showed up, too. Definitely. More than oh, I yeah. Def- well, Ohio State fans are, I mean, it was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And if you're the number one seed, you get preferential treatment yep. on location for the semifinals. That's a part of it. So it's going to be a home atmosphere for Georgia. Georgia, I knew the Ohio State fucks were going to be loud, right? Yeah, sure. We kind of knew that. But the Georgia fans, I don't think I expected them to be as active the entire time yeah. as they were, especially like they could get kind of used to it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. National champions, we've been here. When Ohio State is making that a fucking fight early, Georgia fans could have easily been like, these guys suck. Instead, it wasn't <laughs> like that at all. It was, they were real. So if TCU does that, Georgia does that. I know SoFi Field is a canopy and there's space to kind of get out. I think it's going to be a good environment, which is normally a corporate environment, right? These national championship and Super Bowls. I think Monday especially could be though. awesome. Don't you think, especially being in L.A., it, it has the feel of it could be a corporate situation, but I feel like with TCU and how special it is for them to get there. And, and they got money, too, I think. Yeah. I think TCU yeah. people oh, yeah. got money. So does Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. No Georgia. question. Georgia, just I, this, is, this is the standard for them, so I feel like, yeah, they're going to travel and they're going to be very, very loud. And We mentioned on the broadcast multiple times, like both offenses were dealing with away crowds. Like both offenses, there was a ton of noise. They probably yeah. had to go silent count mostly the whole game. And I just wonder if SoFi is going to be the same feel. I don't know. Like – that's what I think it could be. Yeah, I think it's far could away be. out there. It's pretty far away. Far, it's hard to get there. Yeah, but they, they all got – Georgia's known as being a pretty, I think, sophisticated oh, yeah. bunch, mm-hmm. even though there is – but I think jobs that come out yeah. of Georgia are high-paying jobs. A lot of khakis. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of khakis. Not that that is necessarily an indicator of that type of thing, but however, pretty yeah. good pretty good, pretty good stereotype to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of khakis, croakies around the glasses. We know exactly who we're talking yeah. about. Love – their dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just as much as anybody else, they love their dogs. And I got, I got another bar of respect for it. It ain't George's fault that their education and jobs they get afterwards are high-profile jobs. They don't act like that, I don't think. Not that in my experience, at least. And in TCU, I've heard they got fucking cake. Like, yeah. it costs real money. So for a, an L.A. Super Bowl that it does cost a lot to get to, a lot of time to get to, travel isn't easy right now, I believe these are maybe the two fan bases yeah. – that it's like C- not it's a good thing that they are a part of it. TCU will definitely travel. Uh, we experienced it last year at last year's uh, national championship. There was more Georgia fans than there was Bama fans, and it's that situation where it's like Bama's like, oh, we'll just go to the next national championship. Mm. Now that Georgia that was made, in Indy, yeah. Now mm-hmm. that Georgia's done it two years in a row, do you think there'll be less Georgia fans no. this year or more? I, after what we saw at college football, I wish you would have been there. Tone has been my professor all year for college football, and those college football playoffs are like college football festival. Yeah. It felt like I don't know what it was like in Phoenix, and they should think about having it stacked in the same back-to-back days, maybe, yeah. or like I don't know or, in the same. Ooh. Could you do noon and then the night game? 
They should think they about traffic, don't they, they want to spread it out? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't they want to like spread it out though. Yeah. Well, they have to give like Fiesta Bowl and like those yeah. are going to change. I think who's getting it. Right. So oh, you're, yeah. you're trying to show love to all the big ones, but just as somebody that has seen like a WrestleMania that has like shows on like three days and mm-hmm. like how the Super Bowl was set up, college yeah. basketball Final Four is that way. Same. Like if they were to be in the same city, F one, one day and the next day. Deep. That festival would be maybe when they go to twelve. When they go to twelve, they're gonna have, they should do something like that. Yeah, yeah maybe it's like well, they have home games when they go. A couple to 12, sites, right? a couple different first, sites. Or first round home games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Good reminder there. Whatever the case, we're thankful to be a part of it. We think we're through the logistical nightmare that I put on to us because I didn't think about it going forward. Which also takes me back to Monday. I understand I'm supposed to think ahead, especially when we got a lot of things uh, on the horizon. We're very lucky to be doing that. That is a weakness of mine. That is a flaw of mine. <laughs> I enjoy right. I, li- I enjoy this moment right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like where we are, I want to pour everything into. I want my investment in the time. I want to be where my feet are. I want to listen and take in everything that's happening right now. And then wherever I go next or whatever I do next, I'm doing that same exact thing everywhere I'm at. And then, hey, do you want to do this? Two weeks from now, this will be happening. I think that seems like a fun thing. I asked the boys, do we want to do blah, blah, blah. We have an open discussion. There might be some disagreement. My vote's worth two, which is sweet. Uh, and then we just kind of we kind of go through it all. And, you know, and I've missed on that. Those two votes have gone the wrong direction before. <laughs> well. And I have talked about it. And it has been something we've chatted about behind the scenes, you know. But whenever we, we do that, it's always like, yeah, that would be cool. And then whenever it's time to get to that, then we're fully invested into it, you know? So it's, that is a flaw of mine. Once again, I do say, though, I am a checkers player. Mm-hmm. I am not a chess player. Always play checkers. Okay, I'm trying to, whatever's in front of me, let's go. And then hoping to get fucking kinged, and then I guess I'll just come back, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that is how I operate. The show was affected by that potential mindset on Monday because offered an opportunity to do game day at Rose Bowl. Didn't have to do it. Didn't have to do it because it is during the week sometimes. Yeah. Didn't want it to affect the, the daily show that we have. Whenever I had said negotiation to figure this whole game day thing out. Because at that point, I don't think I fully understood college football as much and everything about college football. I just wanted to, I also had in there not going to production meetings on Friday either because it affects the show. But then I go to production meeting and I'm like, you know what? I'm lucky to be here. I enjoy this production meeting. I'm learning a lot in these production meetings, and we adjust the show, okay? AJ will come. I'll hit in from there. We figure that out on the fly, though, like days before Mm -hmm. the first game day. Like, that is days before. So Rose Bowl hadn't been in my brain literally since negotiation. In my mindset since negotiation with ESPN to just get off the field with fucking the Peach Bowl, Mm -hmm. vastly different than where they were. So I just assumed Rose Bowl – Sweet. It'll be the same setup as like a production day. We'll run game day, 9 to noon as normal. I'll find a place at the Rose Bowl to just do the show from. We'll do the show. We'll overreact. We'll get through it. Then I'll fly home or whatever. Show was not 9 to noon. Show was... For some reason. Show was 10 to 1 over there. Rose Bowl is like the hardest fucking thing to get into in the world. It's 10 different checkpoints getting in there. So I was like, I'll just do the show from there. That There's no way... That was going to take place. So it was just plain ignorance on my 
on my end that we missed the show on Monday, and I do apologize for that. It was very cool to get to experience the Rose Bowl, to experience game day, but it did affect this show, and that's something I said I'd never do. So I apologize that uh, for that. We did get to have an overreaction Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, we thought, on the other end. That was thought on on Saturday, I, I uh, yeah, I believe was, Saturday yeah, dinner, yep, maybe Saturday Sunday, Sunday that was decided upon. So like, got to grow in that area. Yeah. Grown, just like what led to this morning, us being like, oh, who's getting a credential? Where are we staying? <laughs> what? It's Monday. Oh, people have been planning a year for this. Yeah. Credentials, cameras, who's where, who's sitting, where, where everything. And we literally just thought about it yesterday into this morning. We think we haven't figured out. Big thanks to fucking everybody for that, and we—I apologize for fucking it up on Monday. Well, your two votes really haven't steered us, you know, astray at any point. But also, when you think about, you know, being in the moment, I feel like that's kind of why this show is successful, is because all we think about really is the next show. And then when you also think about how we do the show, when we were doing the watch along or the alternate cast mega cast at the uh, national cha- or the college football playoff, there really wasn't any time where it was like, man, this is really long. Like this show kind of prepares you uh, for. Yeah, yeah how that goes so that's why i feel like it's kind of changed like the view on those type of watch alongs especially with some of the other ones we've done where it's like hey this is going to be a four-hour thing it's like well we go live for four hours most days anyway so like what's the difference here and the difference is well you get more breaks and there's more time for you to just kind of like sit around and that's why it's really not that big of a it's not that big of a change sure you can't say goddamn and shit fuck all that shit <laughs> mm-hmm. but had a couple of those on fiesta bowl had Stop a couple it. of those on the old peach bowl did not hear about that from anybody no well i think kirk herford helped out a lot with that because of his <laughs> Roll Bowl flow. Thank you, Kirk. Love you, Kirk. I do love Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> He's the best. Dude, he has his fucking name on a booth at the Rose Bowl. That's wild. Yeah. How about that, AJ? Ohio fuck Kirk Herbstreit. Centerville, Ohio. Elk has his face and his family's name on the Rose Bowl, which is like the most Hollywood <laughs> yeah. thing of all time. Yeah, I was game. so... Pr- I didn't learn that until right before the show goes live on game day, and I'm like... Your name is on this? That is a fucking big deal. Yeah. Kirk is awesome. He is, isn't he? He, he is college sheet. football. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a dog. What'd you say, I D? said been able to steal his little pregame sheet to help you prepare. I, hey, I promise <laughs> you one thing. I will know more names. Yes, me too. This upcoming game. Yeah, me too. I did an old, oh, look at uh, that great catch there. 22. That was tough. AJ, what are your thoughts on? Uh, it is hard to identify numbers when you're down low like that tough. sometimes. Well, and also we're on camera. So yeah, you can't really hold on. Three One people second. with Look the same guy, jersey number. Yeah. I saw dudes literally coming out of a field goal, taking a jersey off that didn't have a name on the uh, back. See, oh, why did you say that? What are we? That's oh, why we're on the sideline. A lot line. of shit going on, Darius. Why are we? You, that is literally. I mean, it wasn't. That is why we're I don't on the sideline. Very relevant to the game, but. AJ, did you see this and you just decided, what are we doing here? That I didn't see it. I knew there's double, triple uh, numbers for everybody. You like. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys were on the other sideline. What do you mean? He was on the other sideline most of the time. Yeah, it might have been a different operation for their squad than the squad we were covering. I, to D-Butt's point about getting to watch the Fiesta Bowl, they were moving way too much. Way too uh-huh. much. Way too Early. Much. They were sprinting Early down though. every drive because there were so many yeah. touchdowns, so they kept mm. moving to whatever. Why were they laying on top of each other? Did we ever figure Good that angle. out? Well, so um, we did hear that I whole story it. Great from – Great TV they did. Great TV by them, but, yeah, just curious. I don't know about TV. Still shot. Though. Great still shot. Yeah, great, great meme photo. Great still shot. <laughs> yeah, right here is perfect. Great meme. Thank you. Uh, when your scramble team is trying to line up the birdie pot after seven beers each and everyone's all going a different way. What? I mean, there was like a hundred of these. So I love it, everything about it. 
we learned the story from AQ because we did wonder how he ended up being the big spoon on old Cole <laughs> Kublik and how did that all take place? Well, we were told, and there might be some differing tales amongst the four men there, mm-hmm. Cole said, let's get down in here and cover this thing, you know? And I love that. Cole did that. So Cole lays down. Taylor lays down next to Cole. Mm-hmm. AQ, eyeballing the scene, says, we don't need to go three wide here. That'd be way too <laughs> wide. Uh-uh. I said, did you think about laying in between them? And he goes, could have done that, could have done that. I just thought getting on the back of Cole, though, was hilarious. And I was like. Good call. Look at AQ. Yeah, AQ. Look at AQ doing there. And then RG3 kind of planking on the opposite side, a little hamstring uh, Mm -hmm. core workout. I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a fantastic – big thanks to these dudes for doing that. Big thanks for these dudes for doing that and having the time of their life. And I think RG3 what uh, labor, right? Yeah. 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 Well, his wife posted on uh, Instagram and said, like – Yeah, like she mentioned labor and he thought she was going to labor and she said he So what happened in real time? We weren't there. Obviously we weren't there. We were in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Post game group text from them from me to them. Yeah. Massive piece of it was congratulating baby. Bob, yeah. So she what did you she posted on Instagram? We got the the same agent, so I text agent, hey. RG3, man, like good energy to That's his awesome. wife. Yeah, then he was on the Cotton Bowl the next day, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. He hopped on a flight immediately because when she called him, he heard labor, and he thought that she was saying, I'm going into labor. Oh, because it was so loud. He, it, it was exactly. really like well, it was loud. So miscommunication. Loud. Yeah, and yeah, it was miscommunication, but he ended up just going back anyways because he thought that was going on, but it hasn't happened yet. With everybody's travel yeah. issues happening right now. Unbelievable effort by him being able to get yeah. home. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he was flying. Did you see him running out of the state? He still he has it. He can roll. He can, man, he can run. He raised that dude hawk. can run. Sprinting. Yeah, he beat a hawk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about he beat that. A hawk. He did. He beat, he did. He beat a hawk. Yeah. Now, nice. But I think, to your point, he did fly southwest, and they're canceling, you know, 2,000, 2,500 flights oh, no. a day. So it is crazy that he got lucky enough to get on one of those birds back home. Yeah. This is like when um, – Mrs. McAllister Bingo. goes Chicago. to the airport. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Did he hop in the back of a uh, polka? Polka, polka, polka. Yep. I'm excited to hear how that all went down and how that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, thank you to them for, oh, yeah. for doing their and bringing their energy shout and out. crushing it. Fucking shout out to them. Yeah, helped us too with a bunch of stuff while we were watching. And I did let yep. them know that yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder, like, what if RG3 was just fucking... Because if he runs to the airport and they got no flights, is he potentially doing this? Yep, very possible. Yeah. home. There oh, was yeah. people living in airports, right, for like two weeks or whatever? Oh, yeah. There were people in the Denver airport after that, uh, on Christmas, after that weekend when it was the flash freeze uh, spoof. Uh, they were in the airport in no, Denver. It so- it was, there was... There was a, some places got hit real, real. Mm-hmm. For sure. It, yeah, okay. But there was a, they, they were in the airport in Denver till Thursday. Yeah, for like four days. There were bags stacked up to the steel, yeah. the yeah. ceiling next to Could you imagine claim. being at that airport? You just slept there for the last couple of days or whatever, not able to get in or out. And you're watching TV, and you're watching ESPN2 <laughs> in the airport. Shower. And then all of a sudden, you look to your right, RG3. Is re- yeah. Weren't you just? What the or, fuck? What are you How'd doing the, here? How'd you get here? And then he just hops on. Yeah, he takes the, your seat on the next flight. Because- well, if he did, we would thank him. But also... I would not have asked him to do it if I knew that there was a potential birth happening, sure. especially with my wife being pregnant right now. So, like, I understand everything that's potentially going on mm-hmm. in his world. I wish there was a little bit more communication with me, you know, like, because 
you know, I reach out. Hey, he did the you... cotton, but he got where did he fly home? And then he got to the Cotton Bowl the next day, though. He lives in Texas, right? I assume that's I where it comes. Yeah, from. I believe he lives oh, right okay. near. It. Makes sense. But anyways, I felt like an asshole, like immediately upon. Yeah. Oh my God! They're even. Why would I even ask? Should I have known this too? Like follow up. I should have known that this was happening, but everything seemed yeah, to work he out. Probably didn't know, huh? He probably didn't know because you know it's a window where it, Dude, yeah, you don't know. That's it is might have been unexpected for him. This whole pregnancy thing is wild. Yeah, could come early, know. come late. You never know when the kid's coming. Usually, dude. What? Mine was three weeks early, fucking out of nowhere. Yeah. And then every once, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, that and was. Then every once in a while, I'll Google. About it, and that's not the right move. No. The amount of things I'll read. Stay off. Oh Google. yeah, there's stay a lot off of when, you, when you're about to have your kid. You fucking stay off Google. I'm like, I don't need to learn anything else. I yeah. don't think it's like WebMD, and when you have an upset stomach, yeah, I lost like 15 like pounds because of Google. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm starting to do that. Hmm. I'm on that plane back from the Rose Bowl, just like can't fall asleep. Obviously, why wouldn't you bring you fucking piece of shit? Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it though. So I'm just sitting there, and I go like. All right, what are some things I should expect here, you know, over the next couple as we hit this new stage? <laughs> should expect all the worst things of all time, I guess. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Listed there. <laughs> I'm sitting at 45,000 feet or whatever going through a pretty good amount of turbulence reading through this going, Am I, oh, my God, should I? Oh, my God. And I just put the phone down, shut the shut the windows, mm-hmm. and I sat like this for a good hour, hour and a half. <laughs> Fuck this. I was, I was <laughs> anyways. Thank you to everybody, especially to all the folks that allowed the Megacast to happen on Saturday. We didn't get to talk about it much there um, because I fucked up with the whole Rose Bowl situation. But, like, we can't wait for L.A. And thank you, College Football. Thank you, College Football. For this season and for the performances. That was one of the greatest days of football of all time. A.J., time to dive into today's NFL news. The Buffalo Bills have released a statement on DeMar and his current condition. The Buffalo Bills have tweeted, DeMar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. This has been a similar message from mm-hmm. everybody. And in 2022, I would like to say that I'm appreciative of that because in 2022, everybody seems to be trying to get clout. The University of Cincinnati's Health medical center, somebody in there, nurse, doctor, anybody with this story and how big it is could attempt to gain clout by leaking information that is of like, I don't want to say substance, but more than what we have heard as being kind of, and nobody has done it. Nope. I think that's fucking awesome. I I think that is an incredible thing. The respect of the privacy of the family and the respect of the human that is Damar and what he's going through, I appreciate that because every message has seemingly been – even Jordan Rooney when he comes on, seemingly same message. It's like everybody kind of wants to just kind of wait this out. Seems to be positive, but we haven't got real – substantial evidence that's going to be positive other than vibes are going positive yet. Who knows what's actually happening, but I appreciate that we – haven't heard anything, if that makes sense. Good. I mean, and that's good because, especially when it's you know uh, medical things, you got non-medical people kicking it to other non-medical people. So, I, and, and everybody's kind of on edge, waiting to hear some positive news. Um, so, it, it sounds like it's trending in the right direction. And obviously, you know, everybody this this shook everybody. You know, players. You know, I'm sh- much differently, but this is this is some scary, scary shit. Former players and Shannon Sharp opened up with it, and mm-hmm. obviously that became a whole thing because mm-hmm. they kind of bickered, but. 
they do that. That's the show. That's the show. Yeah. That's the show. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's literally what they do. On disputed, mm-hmm. I'm a massive Shannon Sharp fan. Yeah, it's incredible that Shannon hasn't slapped the shit out of. Skip I know. At, at, at well, but I think he knows that's the job, right? Like they, yeah. that they. Sh- I love Shannon. They get it. Yeah. Love him. I love Shannon Sharp. I'm a massive Shannon Sharp fan. Mm-hmm. On the field, how he acted, ev- what he does on TV, how he goes about it. Julio Jones thing. It's tough. Kind of fucked up. Not good. Yeah. But I do, I do appreciate Shannon Sharp. The way he talked about how it affected him. Right, and he played mm-hmm. a long time. I don't want to say a long time ago, but a longer time ago, it was the same exact feelings as like we all were kind of feeling yesterday yeah. about how like yo this fucked me up. And AJ, you, I don't want to say you're a um, how do I say this? Because we saw some emotion there at the end. Yeah, of that. I'm definitely a very emotional person. Blocked yes. off emotionally with your family, yeah, with us. your kids, everything. Like I understand you. I don't very, have big react. I don't tend to have big like outward reactions to things. Mm-hmm. Bingo. We saw a little bit there, and we're happy to see it, by the way. It was nice to see that the face of Ohio State still has a massive yeah. amount of love. You were, you were getting a little... Invested. Almost choked what? up. Yeah. There was, there was a devastated A.J. Hawk there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge takeaway from the weekend. It, we actually chatted about I mean, about that was a devastating loss for Ohio State, and being there on the field when you feel like you had it, yeah. That, one, that affects you. Yeah, well, it was nice to know that it does affect you yes. because we'll say, oh, wait, you'll leave the ducks on the pond. Anytime we start talking about you, you, always try to deflect. You know, you're a big. So watching you really lose, lose it almost a little bit yeah. to the Georgia Ohio State, that was cool. What? Awesome. Way to go, AJ. Way to go. Need more of that, yep. AJ. Fully yep. Proud of you, AJ. And I think Ohio State fans are obviously pumped about that, but Ohio knows you. You're an Ohio <laughs> fuck. They know exactly what they're getting. That thing really. I felt like so many emotions. I would not have expected to feel in that moment. Why do you think all former players are doing that? And I think I asked yesterday, but honestly, as the days roll on here, why do you think that happened? I, I mean, I think normally if someone's getting carted off or someone has a terrible injury, which I've been on the field, Aaron mentioned it, where guys hurt their neck, you're worried like, oh, is this guy going to be paralyzed? Is he going to be able to play again? All of that, you're not questioning, is he going to live? And mm-hmm. this is the time when DeMar's down there and everyone, they see – all the personnel, I think, scrambling. You see, like, everyone going in, like, oh, my goodness, this is for real. Like, there is no, not a second we can waste. Like, they're working on this guy, and we're trying to keep him alive. Like, that's, I think, what hit everybody hard. Like, this is different. This is way different than just a football injury that may affect how this guy may walk 10 years from now. Yeah, and then seeing the, the players' reactions, you know what I mean? Cause you Never know, seen you know, that. You've mm-hmm. been around the game, you know, for however long. Like, if you're on that field, you've probably been around football probably 15, 20 years and you've seen some bad shit happen. You always, when you come in that stadium, you always see the ambulance. You always see, you know, always know it's a possibility when you get on that knee before a game, if you, if that's your thing, you say that prayer. Usually, it's not really to win the game or it's, you know, to play well and to walk off the field. And um, like to AJ's point, when you see somebody not only doing that, but you know it's a real fight for their life and then they're out of your vision, you don't know what's happening. You just see the ambulance sitting in the tunnel like, it's just so, it was so many emotions. So many people reached out too, which was yes. which was um, odd too. The people I haven't talked to in a while, but um, you know, it, and it just kind of showed you still that that brotherhood, kind of that fraternity to see the coaches um, come together and make the decision that they made. But it was it, it was wild, man, and it's it's it was so good to just hear any positive news because I feel like for a long time there, well, what seemed like forever, we were just waiting to hear like, hey, he's breathing, he's alive, because at that point it was like, yo, did we just see somebody? Yes die on the field and that's that, that was the scariest moment because nobody um you don't really sign up for that yeah we all had our the, everybody felt as if we had just watched somebody pass away on monday night football mm-hmm. for a routine 
Yeah. Routine yeah. tackle, yeah, which, which I think yeah. makes it even more grand for people who have a lot of friends that play football or even have played football. Like, I, I thought about, like, man, that could have happened to fucking, I mean, this guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, any, it, this guy could have happened to. That big round fuck that talks about offensive sure. line. It could have happened to him. Any, literally any play, there's, yeah. like, that type of stuff happening. So I think all those emotions really kicked in. And it seems like every former player feels the exact same way. And I think that's why it's being chatted about so much. We will await more news out mm-hmm. of the medical center. We are getting news out of the Cincinnati Bengals camp. Zach Taylor had a press conference and spoke to the team or spoke to the media for the first time since the entire DeMar Hamlin CPR event took place. Garrett Fowler is reporting that Zach Taylor said he could see how concerned the Bills players were in the moment after DeMar Hamlin went down, which is kind of what Darius's point was. We've all seen a lot of stuff. Whenever you see everybody crying, basically, you know it's something very real. Says Sean McDermott told him shortly thereafter, I need to be at the hospital for DeMar. I shouldn't be coaching this game. That, to me, provided all the clarity. More from Zach Taylor. I really felt Sean McDermott led in that moment. He was there for his players. He processed it the right way, which was incredibly difficult and really helped us get to the solution. We needed to get to because this is in reference to the fact that there was a five-minute statement made by somebody. Mm-hmm. Numerous people are now reporting that a five-minute statement was made by somebody because that's the standard protocol mm-hmm. when an injury takes place or when somebody has to get carted off the field after a certain amount of time, whatever the case is. So Troy Vincent, who's the vice president of the NFL, said that didn't come from us. Mm-hmm. We were trying to figure out everything else at the time. It came from somebody on the field. John Perry, who's the rules expert for the Monday Night Football booth, he said he was told it by a league executive. He's the one that relayed the message to Joe Buck. Joe Buck was then the one that mentioned it. Then they showed Joe Burrow throwing the rock. Then the story was that Zach Taylor, even after, and Stefan Diggs gave a motivational speech on the other side, Zach Taylor goes over to McDermott and says, like, we shouldn't play or whatever because he walked over to the Bills' side. What Zach Taylor was saying happened was, this is McDermott saying, I can't coach right now. This isn't it. But I do love the fact that Zach Taylor is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm getting a lot of credit for this. McDermott was the one that was like, this is not for me, for my guys. i got to be at the hospital. Although I think Zach Taylor should get some credit that mm-hmm. he felt it was a, ne- a necessity to walk over there and be like, hey, what are we doing? Both of those coaches showed incredible class, yeah. and McDermott is continuing to showcase that there's no leadership for dummies books that you can read yeah. that would put you into being able to handle this situation properly. But, like, you have got to be one of the greatest leaders going yeah. to be able to handle this situation with your team. Paul Daner Jr. is reporting that Zach Taylor, I did not feel any directive that guys needed to start warming up. There was no push for anything to happen. So Joe Burrow might have been warming up. That was probably the guys, though, you know, because the, the, the other part about it that's kind of fucked up is we're programmed to, hey, at Move some point drill. we got to go yeah. and finish and, and win this big game. You know what I mean? And obviously that was something that we most of us have never seen happen. Um, but in the back, I'm sure it's in the back, at some point, maybe those players, all right, at some point we're going to have to go in the quarterback, you know, they're, they're, hey, let me start throwing up, let me start warming oh, up yeah. just in case. But so a lot of people were throwing fault, you know, at the NFL or at the broadcast or anybody. I think everybody was just put in a super fucked up position because yes. of what happened. And you can't really fault anybody for how you act in that moment. Um, because even for the NFL office, cause that's. Obviously, it's a multi-billion dollar league, so you think from a business standpoint, right, we got to get this game going um, at some point. But I think everybody made the right the right decision in that moment. The guys after the game, RC, Van Pelt, Lisa Salters, like 
because I know I was just locked in on the coverage. Booger. And we all were. Booger, yeah. Chef, all, like Chef, everybody, but the, like. Scott RC, Van Pelt RC, afterwards. Yeah, Van Pelt and RC in that moment, like, that was, like, unbelievable, um, especially for that situation. So shout out to those guys and gals, too. Absolutely. And I think the media has gotten a lot of, res- that coverage has gotten a lot of, Aaron, I don't think I've ever heard him compliment. Yeah. Never. Any media person ever. Nope. <laughs> Have you? I don't think. Uh, I'm sure there's people. No, out there no, he loves mean. Joe. Remember, he loves his crew. He talks yeah. about EA. Yep. He does talk about some people, but as a whole, he talks about ESPN yeah, as not, a whole. Yeah. Like ESPN's coverage of the NFL, definitely I, not. He was like, uh, that was, that was, I think we all took that away because sitting at home, I was like, what would I do? And yeah, was, that was the first I, thought. I am not the human. I'm thankful that I am not yeah. in this situation right here because you're kind of, you're driving how the world now yeah. is feeling. And that five-minute thing that was relayed to John Perry, allegedly, John Perry to uh, Joe Buck, which was – that was really the only thing that needed to be said for everybody to start going, this NFL, yeah. because the NFL is big business. They will do that oh, yeah. in practices. You tear your ACL, we're moving practice five yards. We're going to get these periods in mm-hmm. while we got sunshine. You can figure out your knee, and it's that type of business. Always has been. Piece of gum. You chew until your flavor runs out, and then they'll take it. They'll throw it out. There's another one coming. That is the reality of the NFL. They move on. We move on. We move on. But I don't think the NFL ever had intentions of moving on with that game. I think the Bills and the Bengals were told by the NFL much earlier than the public was yeah, that that game was going to be – we are not playing yeah. the game going forward. But I do think somebody at the NFL should have told the public that quicker. As soon as that five-minute comes out, I think there should have been somebody that's like, hey, this is a much different situation than torn ACL. The NFL feels that way. Can you please relay that message? As soon as they decide we're not playing this game, I think somebody from the NFL should have told fucking somebody at ESPN, hey, we are not – this game is – we're either postponing it or canceling it. We don't know which one we're doing yet, but we know it's not going to happen tonight. I think that should have happened because, especially in the world we live in now, the entire world is watching. Yep. Oh, yeah. And everybody has the capability to do this. And 10 seconds is an eternity mm-hmm. on the Internet, let alone nine minutes, let alone 25 minutes, 35 minutes, and out, let, let alone an hour. So I think they should have cut that off a little bit quicker so that everybody understands their actual position, which feels like they were genuinely, mm-hmm. like, concerned. The NFL doesn't want out. one of their players to die no. on prime time on the field. Like, no. I don't think the NFL wants that either. So, like, I think the NFL fucks up. I am a per- We've pointed it out. Fuck, we started a new league, the yeah. Paffle, exactly. this year because I thought the NFL fucked up and has fucked up. And we're players, so we know yeah. that the NFL has certainly made decisions that they regret and they've tried to fix it and everything like that. But I thought they were getting un. I, th- I thought they were take. Other than not telling people quicker, I think what the NFL did is probably the best in that situation you could do as well. I don't know what else they could have done differently. Well, I think the most important thing the NFL has done is that they make these and they direct the the trainers and all the doctors to do all this training all throughout the year when something like this happens. I mean, you saw how many people are out there working on them. Like that's what's pretty amazing is all these trainers and doctors are out there. You know, I mean, basically saving people's lives on the field. And the, the NFL, I don't know what their directives are, what they have to, like, check off to make sure they all get certified and they recertify. But that's what was very impressive to me. Okay, NFL Executive Vice President Troy Vincent speaking. Uh, when was this? Tom Pelissero is reporting this right now. 
Uh, there was only one policy in practice that mattered that evening, and that was the emergency action plan by those first responders. So it was executed to perfection, and it gave our brother Damar another day to live. What they are referring to is this this is a practice routine mm-hmm. that happens in the NFL to work on the field, emergency cardiac situation, the paddles, the CPR. It is a practice thing. I don't know how often they practice it, but from the sounds of what Goodell said yesterday and what Troy Vincent's saying right now, this sounds like them saying there's a reason we do it because there's probably a lot of people that are pissed off about having to fucking practice mm-hmm. running onto the field in the middle of the day and doing it incredible execution by everybody uh he says that gave our brother damar another day to live troy vincent on a five minute return to play issue i just want to be clear just that suggestion alone was inappropriate it was insensitive and frankly it lacked both empathy and compassion for damar's situation who was still in the woods and fighting for his life that day do we have more quotes from that uh, it's coming out. That was like two minutes ago. So it's that's live right now. So somebody's obviously going to ask. Yeah. Who? Well, who? Who did that then? Because Spe- I think they're standing by it. They got that word, right? Yes, John Perry did. ESPN released that they were mm-hmm. told from NFL officials that they're going to do that. Uh, NFL chief medical officers via Tom Pelissero, Dr. Alan Sill says, it's not an exaggeration to say that the skilled and immediate response by all these talented caregivers present- prevented a tragic outcome at that moment, Sill says he doesn't want to address the cause of Camlin going into cardiac arrest pending further investigation, but Commodio Cordis, Commodio Cordis certainly is possible regardless of cause, emphasizes rapid response is key in an event like this. Okay, Hamlin remains in critical condition. So it is amazing if what we're hearing, the positive vibes out of the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, I did not know a human could have to receive CPR for nine minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a long, that's a long time, I think, for nine minutes and potentially live. I had no yeah. idea that that was even – I had no idea that that's possible, and I think that's what we were all thinking as we're watching it. There's certainly a thought like nine minutes of CPR. That seems mm-hmm. to be way too long. And then your brain starts going like, well, that means no oxygen was – was no oxygen – if no oxygen's getting your – I've always been told if no oxygen gets your brain, there's potential – brain like there's just so many things you start thinking about so the response getting there as quickly as they did administering it as quickly as they did getting them out of there i think it should be something that is like applauded complimented and a huge ordeal so i'm happy that dr alan sills is like hey that's my team basically out there that's what alan sills is saying like i'm the one that had to implement these practices and these things that's my team i'm incredibly proud of them i think that's a good move from a leadership position in the nfl as well yeah absolutely i mean they saved his life for sure. You know, 100%. we'll see what happens and everything. But, like, if if they didn't act the way they did and if they weren't, you know, on the ball and know what they were doing, like, there's a very good chance that he dies on the field. Uh, NFL Executive Vice President Jeff Miller, who I've never heard of. Nope. We, we, this, Me either. EVP, though, means he's at Troy Vincent level, right? Yeah. Troy Vincent out. has say. Yeah. So we'd assume Jeff Miller has some say. Says there's been no decision on whether to resume Bill's Bengals game at a later date. We'll consult with the clubs involved. Decision in the coming days. That conversation about what we do with that game has begun. Okay. So now we're trying to figure it out. I don't know how this late in the season, I don't know what the right answer is for Jeff Miller. I think you just void it. It yeah, sucks yeah. for the Bills. Yeah. I don't know how you – I've heard people talk about scenarios like bumping things back, all that. I don't know how that would work. It sucks nah. for the Bills, but the Bills are – hopefully hear good news about their teammate and they can understand that this is an outlying situation that could have never been expected. They win their number one seed. Oh yeah. They're against the Bengals, you know? So they were certainly in it. Chiefs, nobody at the Chiefs, nobody at the Chiefs saw DeMar Hamlin's injury and thought, 
this is anywhere near okay. Okay, no, yeah. everybody was devastated over there, but the Chiefs might benefit mm, from them sure. having to avoid the game. And I don't know what other answer there is. I, I don't know how they put another game in. I don't know when they would. I don't know how you even, at this stage. I don't know how you do. Yeah, it. that would be more. Regardless of where you see it, I feel like that would be more of a disadvantage. You playing extra game that close to playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as voiding it, and just this is just a situation that nobody expected to ever deal with. And you're dealing with humans. Yeah. So there's always going to have to be change. I understand there's bylaws and this and this and so many asterisks yeah. in so many different rule books mm-hmm. and contracts. I understand that. But when you're talking about a human situation and having to adapt and having to get by, and this is the checkers. This is the checkers, like, handling this situation. How do we, how do we get past this current very traumatic situation in the best possible way. We will be judged looking back upon it, but the people that are judging us 10 years from now had no idea what it was like in the moment mm-hmm. and what the world was. So we just have to be firm on our conviction that this is the move, put it behind, and just move on. And I think the NFL has proven that they can do that. Have they fucked it up? Yes. Will they get this right? I think they will, and I think the right answer is to not have – the game happened, but what the fuck do I know? I'm in a tank top talking about sports every day. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a lose-lose situation. And even the people 10 years from now, like, this has kind of reset the bar as, like, the worst possible scenario on a football field by far. Like, before mm-hmm. it didn't seem like this could even happen, and now that it has, in 10 years they'll probably still look back at this moment and remember, hey, if this were to ever happen, this is kind of how you go about it because they have handled it as best as they could. Okay, so we will continue to learn more about it all, hopefully. Jeff speaking, Troy speaking. We assume Goodell will speak. Zach Taylor spoke. Mm-hmm. McDermott, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Their media got canceled. Yeah, not today. They're not doing media the team, today. Right? Yeah. And we can't, can't reiterate this enough. When you watch Sean McDermott right now talk, in every step he takes from Monday on, you're watching a leader. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. watching somebody who's in a very difficult situation that there is no blueprint for. There is no Oregon trail nope. to go upon. Mm-mm. He just has to figure out what the best move is at the right time. A lot to balance. Yeah. A lot to balance. A life is happening. Yeah. Relationships are happening. Job, his job still right. happening. Mm-hmm. It is Good luck out there, Coach yeah. McDermott. Yeah. Good luck. I do not envy that situation. Take, I don't think we could take for granted the fact that both these coaches were humans in the moment and had empathy and sympathy. We know there's some coaches that I'm not saying they would have handled it differently. I'm sure they would have handled it differently, but they may not have been as open early on. Like, yeah, they got their blinders and all they know is football. All they think about is football. They don't even understand, like, human interaction. We talked about that yesterday where that memo was sent out from Goodell about what happened. And we mm-hmm. said um, – there's coaches around the NFL that had no idea that that happened on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm, yep. You know why? Because they were locked in their office at their facility watching film on their next opponent for Week 18, and they, they don't come out of their cave until Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is. And when they read that memo, there's people around the NFL that goes, what ha- Hey, did you hear going down the hall to the other fucker mm-hmm. that was living mm-hmm. in his cave for mm-hmm. the last 24 hours about what took place? You're right. Zach Taylor and McDermott showcased... That's good leadership, though. Relationships yeah, are good great. leaderships. Yeah. Being empathetic is good leader. I love... A good leader is a good leader all the time, not just sometimes. So much respect for Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've given him enough. You know, obviously, at the beginning of his career, thought he was maybe a terrible head coach. Yeah, yeah. cup of coffee. Didn't have an indoor practice facility. Had to 
Why is that though? Is it because you thought he was just like he was young? He looked so young, like he he, he was a part of that hiring process where it's like, hey, have you ever like had a vodka <laughs> with Sean McVay? Yeah, <laughs> boom, That's you're hired. You're a head coach, and then they were terrible. They were trash. Yeah, bad, they were bad. Man. And then the Andy Dalton benching after trade on his birthday after the trade deadline. Uh-huh. Like I was like, oh, this guy sucks at coaching, and appears to have zero self awareness for anything, and it, you know. The Bengals were the Bengals at the time. Yeah. They didn't have an indoor practice facility. They have a smaller mm-hmm. scouting department than anybody. Yeah. I thought there was a chance that Zach Taylor was like, I don't know what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. There was a conversation talking about Zach Taylor can suck as bad as he wants. He won't get fired because the Brown family doesn't want to have to pay him and another coach. <laughs> yep. no like that was happening. Him. And then all of a sudden, you, then all of a sudden you get Joey Burrow in there mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt. And it's like, well, this guy can't protect the fucking guy. I mean, it was going to kill him. It was a lot. Like Zach Taylor, yeah. like yeah. even us, I, I like, we were definitely a part of that. We didn't know who the fuck Zach Taylor was. We knew what the Bengals were for a long time, and we knew how they operate. Yeah. And then it was just happening in front of us, and we we're like, this guy, fuck. Do we know Zach Taylor is a head coach in the NFL? I asked that numerous times, and then team buys in, turns around, they get an indoor facility, goes Super Bowl. It seems like everybody's going the same direction. It's like, damn, I am happy the Brown family couldn't fire him because they didn't yeah. want to pay anybody else. And they'll say it was patience, too, mm-hmm. and he found his own. And then what he did on Monday, it's like, hey, Zach Taylor, pretty fucking good football coach yeah. and needs to be yeah. talked about a, a lot more, I think, by us and by everybody. Yeah, almost him and McDermott, similar situation. Like, they both kind of took him a little, but they established culture, and then they completely turned the franchises around with those quarterbacks as well. I'm probably going to lose my voice again Monday night. Good chance. Bring the juice. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that was even possible. Me losing my voice. Now I'm a little bit more worried about the future. You know? Well, I didn't even know I could lose my voice. I heard you got to add ginger to your uh, diet. So this is, this is an interesting thing. Do I change anything up? It's the first time it's ever happened in my entire life, pretty much. But I do a lot of talking, a lot of yelling. A lot of, like when I went to the WWE, I assumed at some point the voice would feel something. And maybe I changed an octave or whatever. Always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always there. After the Saturday night thing, I wake up Sunday in Pasadena, and I go, I'm like, oh, my God. Am I sick? That's when I started thinking. Am I sick? Is that why I lost my voice? And then everything feels, my body feels perfect, energized. I'm ready to go. And then I go to talk to somebody, and it's, oh, my. What just happened? And then Monday for the Rose Bowl game day, I'm just chugging liquids. just chug- And every single time towards the end of a segment, no voice at all. So I'm like, I'm not talking all day Monday. I get in here yesterday. I couldn't hear a thing. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't speak a fucking word. Had to just chug a bunch of liquids. Monday night, I'm going to lose my voice again, aren't I? No. This is, I mean, this yes. is a specific Georgia, Ohio State, two biggest Colts alive. Those will probably, that'll probably be, what, the loudest type of college football game out there because of I mean, two? maybe. Honest, I, did they have the decibels rolling in there, you think? <laughs> have we heard anything? It was. Yeah, they had to, right? That was absurd. It was so fucking I was I'd been in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. I was in Seattle yeah. for the Niners game, Thursday night football a couple weeks ago and obviously the Niners won that, but the Seahawks had a chance there late and when it was a third down I think and Purdy was in the end zone. Yes. I uh, needed to have it. Mm-hmm. He stepped in, made the throw by the way. It was loud mm-hmm. in Seattle. And Seattle's built so like one yell is actually four yells cuz it's coming back. It is built to be loud. And I have respect for it. And I was in the booth so I wasn't on the field so I wasn't getting everybody's direct yell like we were in georgia i feel like i've been a part of some loud 
Atlanta was fucking loud. That was very, very loud down. That was one of the loudest environments I've ever oh, been. Oh yeah. I think yeah. maybe the loudest I've ever been in. Very, very loud. You 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 felt it when you were on that field. I know those players, you saw the vibes on both sidelines, but being on that field in that environment, that was incredible. So like you know you're saying it's not gonna be like I think no, it will. I don't I think dome closed and I think the national champion yeah. is a lot like the Super Bowl where there's a lot of people who aren't fans of either team. Worried about that, but we talked about this earlier. Georgia fans have money. TCU fans mm-hmm. have money. Yeah, but the Super Bowl, and I might be wrong, don't corporations just have tickets and then Super they're Bowl, given yes. out? Super Bowl, yes. I think national championship as well. Last yeah, year that's was, what I mean. We've great. been dealing with that. Right? I mean, yeah. when we were all there, it was was it, it was it loud last year, right? Well, I mean, the, the stadium, Lucas Oil, is not a loud stadium, but... I think it was loud. It was People were yelling, but we were up in the... We were in a very nice... Yes. But we were also by the cheapest seats in the place. I yeah. think... I think the price is what drives away the atmosphere in a lot of these situations. For sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. Which is why I, I, my big takeaway is a lot of money in these yeah. alumni. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be different this time. I don't know. Maybe. AJ, what do you, maybe. I mean, just out of the, the buildings that you're going to be in, SoFi isn't completely, you know, what did they call it? A canopy? Mm-hmm. So it's not completely closed. So yeah, sound can leak no out. Life. It'll be tough. Yeah. We yeah. got to hope for no lightning on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, and George is a little far away. You wonder how many of those fans will no go. No tailgating out there either. And also, uh, last year, Gump and I were on the no we're as close to the field as you can. We were right behind the Bama bench. It wasn't even close to as loud as what George mm-hmm. was. Oh, yeah. You guys were dressed like assholes right behind that. Yeah, yeah. I had a Mac Jones jersey. Yeah. 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 Two jerseys. We're supporting Bama. And <laughs> Vipers, right? Yes. If I do, yeah, I remember uh-huh. you guys down there. It wasn't, right? It was not even close. No, it wasn't close to as loud as it There's was. There's also a difference when you're just like there watching the game, and when you're there and you have like earbuds in, and you're trying yeah. to like talk and like be on For TV. Sure. It's like Jesus Christ. You know, normally it's just like holy shit, it's loud, but like you're just there to enjoy the game. It's not like oh, I actually have to like hear what these people are saying and like be able to respond and like. It it made a big difference. It was loud. There was sometimes where I took the earpiece out and it didn't sound as loud. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my mic mm-hmm. is potentially amplifying Picking everything up. what's going on in here. So I turned it down and then I turned down. I couldn't hear a word. Right. You guys were saying. So it was <laughs> it was quite a dilemma in there. There was definitely a time where I was just yelling. Had to. Oh, yeah. Right on TV. <laughs> the touchdown. To. I was thinking about people listening and watching. Like, this guy's just yelling at us this whole time. I thought about mm-hmm. that while I was yelling. But if I didn't yell, I couldn't hear me, and there's no way you guys could hear it. Mm-hmm. Like nah. it was, it was a wild scene. I think it'll be good Monday. Um, it's gonna be my, awesome. My vote, loud championship. Connor, your vote. I am go. I mean, what are, are we just saying? Loud in general, or com- in comparison to the standard last week? No, loud in general. I do not think it's going to be loud mm. in general. Think about the game that we were also at, like the fan, the roller coaster of emotion that the fans mm-hmm. were on. Like there was times where their team was dominating. And then one side of the fans were down. Early, it was Georgia. Then Ohio State starts to fall. The Georgia fans, you know, mm-hmm. explode. And then it was just back and forth. They were able to rest. You're saying each yeah. fan base yeah. was able to rest with mm-hmm. the way the game was structured. So when Georgia was like had pent up energy, it was exactly. good time because their team was coming along yes. at that exact time. So we were getting their best shot. Yes. Then all of a sudden, line change. Ohio State fans kind of put onto the bench a little uh-huh. bit. Take a breather here for 20, 25 minutes or so. Your team's about to get fucking smacked yes. by Georgia real quick this whole mm-hmm. game and then all of a sudden Ohio State comes back and Relief. it's like ooh 27 <gasps> minutes ah yeah. they're be- maybe that maybe you're maybe you're on to something that's just what I think and I and I pray 
that this game is close, and I also really hope that TCU, TCU wins. I am more so saying that I don't think it's going to be loud because of the fact that that place isn't going to be entire TCU and Georgia fans like it was entirely Georgia and Ohio State fans. On I think normally the corporate uh, fans – we're all Georgia fans. Yes. At this last one. All the suites, because mm-hmm. that's in Atlanta. All, yeah. the, all the companies that own those suites, Bingo. they're all dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody was invested in the game. I guess you're right. If there's lightning in that canopy, we saw it on what, Monday night? Or yeah, oh, Monday yeah. Night football. Monday night football. Do you remember that, AJ? Had to delay the oh, brand yeah. new stadium in sure. L.A. Why? Because there's lightning 10 miles away. Lightning. We thought it was a dome. Then that's when we learned... No, this is the most expensive canopy of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put the LED board over top of it like a lean-to. Yep. Pretty there much. You go. Wow. It's like a lean-to on top of it. $6 billion. Come on. $6 billion lean-to. Can't can't because there's lightning in the area. <laughs> and sometimes that son of a bitch can shoot sideways, come in the canopy. That's right. Down on the field. So oh. they delayed like 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to rain this weekend in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tony said bomb cyclone. I think it, that's, I don't know if it's happening what? today or whatever or this weekend, but I looked. There's supposed to be rain there this weekend. I don't know what that means. Spawn cyclone. An atmospheric river. I don't know what either of those mean either. And rivers flow this way, which and is I'm not good. I'm a big good. weather guy. Rivers do flow this way, but it's coming from the sky, so it's coming this way, right? Right. I hope. I don't know. Just keep the lightning. Once again, we've talked about this. Somebody needs to figure out how to corral lightning yep. and utilize it as our power. Exactly. Well, they did that with the key. No, they found out that they could. Mm-hmm. And I understand they put lightning rods up. We have a friend that is one of the greatest lightning rod salesmen of all time. That's just keeping it away from other places. Mm-hmm. We need to corral that son of a bitch. We need yeah. to get that lightning in. Yeah. We are naked, choke it. And then start sending it out so we don't lose power three times on a Wednesday in Indianapolis. Bingo. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Know you should that. put one on the roof of this place. I would like to corral it, though. I mean, I, at the very least, SoFi should be running on 100%, you know, purely sustainable lightning. Mm-hmm. Are we not worrying about the future? Mm-hmm. We've been letting this lightning go to waste for how long? Hundreds of years. I just heard that over there in Saudi Arabia, they're going to spend a couple hundred billion to make a ski resort in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. I assume it's going to be a very nice ski resort. Mm-hmm. Can we not spend a couple hundred billion to figure out how to fucking power the world with lightning? Please. Can we not figure that? We got fucking... Water running on those mm-hmm. uh, windmills, windmill mm-hmm. things to generate power. Mm-hmm. We got those big things out in the middle of farms, and I'm sure they're mixed reports coming from those that are just slicing birds' faces off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which are they real or not? We don't know. Bingo. How come we don't have anybody working on capturing the lightning and using all that power? I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> it snows in Saudi Arabia. While we're at it, let's well, work on that supergrass. That's a couple hundred billion. Yep. Supergrass for sure. We need, need to make that. that happen. I think if you harness lightning, though, you have the most power of anyone in the world. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, big energy wouldn't let that happen. And if you're harnessing lightning, then none of us have to worry about dying from it either, right? Because everybody's got it under control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you want to take someone What's out. going on, AJ? What's so funny? They're going to redirect. So they're just going to, yep. all the lightning that happens in the world, they just suck it up and they use it for energy for us. Yeah. Yes. Suck it up. Suck up Precisely. the lightning. Suck it up. This sounds amazing. I can't wait till this happens. You'd be Zeus. Something like a fucking so. massive glass Coke bottle on top of SoFi. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It would have to be a metal, I guess, right? Because that is what we have learned. 
Yeah. Metal does attract. That's easy. It is a conductor. Ooh. I was just thinking purely aesthetic. They could just put a bunch of sand on top of SoFi because when lightning hits strikes sand, it just adds more glass to SoFi. Oh, because oh, it would cook it, you're saying. Yeah. Do they do rubber? You ever seen, li- you ever seen lightning strike sand? How come humans try to take advantage of literally everything else that is presented? Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally everything else. Except for lightning. What's that all about? They Ooh. say it's very unpredictable. The stadium could be a one massive yeah. Nike shoe because they have a rubber, rubber insole. Yeah, if you, if you put the bottom of that massive Coke bottle as rubber. Mm-hmm. Or if you build the entire stadium on rubber, you don't have to care. Is that gonna? That's grounding something. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's not that's collecting. Not, yeah, that's that, not gonna work. I thought that's where. That's it why, like, being in a car to, is the safest place to be yeah, during a light. Because exactly. it goes to the wheels, right? And then just put SoFi on wheels. Yeah. Put SoFi on wheels. But I, I just wanted to do this. Oil, yeah. yeah, exactly. Boom. <laughs> you know, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters. How come we can't do that? Yeah, those are sweet. Pretty simple. Then we gotta store that power somewhere too. What sure. do you mean? Oh, we don't have those. We don't have go use. We can put it. Well, actually, got put it. I start shooting at one. Yeah, and then it falls point. into the room. Over in Carolina. What about that massive atom hands. collider? All right, let's move on. That's we, a, we talk too much uh, about the future. That's We're a trying hydrogen. to save it. Hey, does anybody else? Does anyone care? I think it's in Germany. Or Elon right. figured it out. Anton. Willie. He's got to figure out where. Maybe. Yeah. Vox, do probably. <laughs> and his truck. You saw the cyber truck? That. When's that coming out? There, so there, it came out recently. See, it's on the Not as list. cool. Yeah, I think well, so. Well, you know, when that thing's technology was debuted to us, we had no idea about, like, other cars that were going to come. So the pop was like, oh, this is futuristic. Then the delay was like, oh, this is historic. Yeah. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be as big as your truck. It's not even close to that. It's like half of that. I do try to save the world, people. I got two electric cars. That's, That's right. right. Thank you. AJ, I would like to go to a Congrats. storage it's place. Easy, easy to so- make all those batteries. I know that. Of course. Of course, those batteries were made in a way that was not harmful to the planet at all. Nope, nope. Or the people that dig it up. Yep. Well, I don't know anything about that, but I do know that I was told if it's electric, I'm saving the world. Wait, are those batteries like a blood diamond situation? I don't know. Way worse. Probably worse, yeah. We need to all... (laughs) Well, actually... It's the lesser of two evils. You got to pick one. You want the planet to run too hot and everyone to burn... Or do you want a couple people dying from making batteries? Well, see, so that's just the both old, those are bad. And who real. knows if the first one's real? Second one, I guess, apparently sounds like it is. That's a good question. Yeah, hundred percent real. Although we understand the movie about that these the batteries. world is changing drastically, and I think what California said all electric vehicles by twenty thirty or yep. something. Yeah, it's a lesser of two evils. It's that philosophy question. You know, would you kill one to save a hundred, or would you let a hundred die? Let them die. What's your problem? Jesus. Let's not, we don't have to make an answer. Nobody was saying, hey, Tom, oh, need sorry. an answer. Sorry, my bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. No, nobody was on this particular program saying that. I thought we were talking about saving global warming. But when he, de- when he debuted a Cybertruck, yeah. the Hummer EV thing wasn't even really thought of, right? Yeah, no. that's when oh, they yeah. had the patent, right? Wasn't that like the first few years? Yeah, Tesla like allowed GMC to utilize what Tesla did to yeah. create the Tesla vehicles. Just let the patent out. And I believe Elon's exact words were, if you were on a sinking ship and you know how to clog the holes, you'd be an asshole not to tell everybody how to do it. So you released the patent of what Tesla did. Then you saw Mercedes come in mm-hmm. and GMC come in and everybody come in with the same type of thing because of, and I don't know, they were probably working on it, right? I mean, people were working on it for like 100 years. They yeah. weren't able to do it. This alien shows up from South Africa and figures out how to have a more efficient, faster, quicker, and prettier car than anybody else in the history of cars. So mm-hmm. that's certainly alarming how that took place. But yeah, when the Hummer came out, it was like, 
oh, this is what the Cybertruck would want to be, I think. That thing's awesome. And then the Cybertruck has come out and it stinks. Is that what everybody's saying? Yeah, that's sort of boy, like, does yeah. it not. Well, how much cool. is it, though? So the email I got, it lost 30% in size. So what? when it originally oh, came out, it literally shrunk because they couldn't fit it. It's not fraud. Lives. It's not fraud. No. It's false advertising. That's right. Thank Shout you. out to Ja Rule in the Fire Festival documentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. At yes. the end, it was his last line in the movie. That's right. That guy's out. Uh, we also lost bulletproof uh, windows. Well, those well, things were never really in there, right? Because you yeah. broke the glass. Yeah. With the, with the, the rock. Ball, yeah. Which we thought at the time was great marketing. Yeah. Because everybody <laughs> talked about how, yeah, he has these bulletproof, and then he, he puts like movie windows in there. And and they candy glass on there. Just explodes or whatever. It was funny. You know, <laughs> Whoops. Uh-huh. Oh, hilarious. What was that? Is that an Elon? Do you have yeah. an Elon Musk Not impression? really, but that's kind of the one clip where he's, oh, hilarious. <laughs> you should work on that, I think. And Elon, what is he? Is he just a South African accent? Do you know? That has to be something sure. you can pick up. He doesn't have he's, a South He's been Africa. away from yeah. South Africa for so long. I yeah. feel like Saturday he's kind South. of a man with, he's got his own accent. And yeah, that's it. actually. Maybe Jupiter. Well, take a peek what year does it come out that he's visiting from another planet? What year? 2026. Whatever year we introduce aliens, he'll, he'll come out next to him and be like, see, we're not turns that out, bad. It'll be like, a, turns out I actually have been... I apologize for lying, but I think I made the world a better place, right? Mm-hmm. Even Twitter. Some people said I wouldn't. I think I did. And his face will open up. And he said, but we do have to worry about, and then somebody else comes in. Shams. Yep. This particular alien here is not good. And then all of a sudden we have all-out battle where the humans are the worst. I guess. Yeah, but Elon has a alien clan that is on the side of that piece the, the humans. Fingers. And they come together to defeat the. I said we have allies, right? With some of them, absolutely have to. That Israeli yeah, uh, sure. general of security, he says they're they're already inside Mars working together. That's what Space Force Whoa. is for. Inside, huh? Wow. Inside Mars, yep. Man, they have a base set up there. Never would have guessed that. No. Dark side <laughs> of the moon. Too. How'd they how'd they find it? The inside. Well, they had that rover rolling around on the outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, so everybody they just snatched. Stopped. They snatched it. They come up from the ground and snatched it. I think the first conversation was like, how do they have enough service to send clips back from Mars, this thing all by itself? And then natural thought is, well, it has to be some sort of something somewhere. Yeah. Well, it goes to the International Space Station, and then it comes, it's like, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, then there's that door on Mars that made its round. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that our lifetime? Yes, yes. 100%. Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. No It'd doubt be cool about to be it. able to. Yeah. I mean, when's TC going to space? That's basically, yeah. So we're sending, who, who do we put off the bus first? Brock? Mm-hmm. Brock. Mm-hmm. TC. TC. Yep. The Rock. Just Dewey. to showcase the different Dewey. sizes. Dewey. Yeah. Dewey Dwayne sure. Johnson. Glazer. The Mountain. James Harrison. The Mountain from Game of TJ Watt. Yeah. Wide. Wide. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jesus. Hasbula. Bobon. That Georgia defensive lineman. Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. Need him not to tap out, though. Need him to. We're going to need him yeah. to have a little bit more Sorry, cardio. Nganu. Justin Fields. Jonathan Davis. Right? Raina's yeah. parents. Who's? Raina's parents for negotiation yes. if we need it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they will. Mike Dick. Remember when you guys did this? Mm-hmm. Might Mike as well Dick send Neil. Barrio. <laughs> Don't sleep on Barrio. Yeah. He'll be useful. AJ. Oh, these, are just, these are just Americans, aren't most? Everybody we're yeah, sending out is American. Oh, we said, are we sending the best or not? Sylvester Stallone. Like, should Mbappe maybe show up? He's you're taking a year-long yeah. year yeah. trip out there? Ronaldo. You're going to go meet him? To me? The Klitschko twins. Yeah, these people, sure. you think you can get all these, all these people on one, one craft? The ghost of yeah, Kiev. Yeah, it's like Noah's Ark, pal. We're sending it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The ghost of Kiev should 
fly them all there. Is it bad that we're sending all our best soldiers, though? Yeah, it seems like a little bit of a bait-and-switch mm. situation. Yeah. They have to come to us, but we, do we want them on our yeah. land? No, ah, no. see? No. Got to meet halfway. Space station. Space <laughs> Space station. Methy with a soccer ball. Watch this. We need Messi's dog. I don't know if we need Messi. Yeah. yeah. One of those giant... All right, let's move along. Dogs. We've wasted a lot of time. <laughs> we got to the bottom of it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. much. And we're yep. gonna, that's going to happen, so we have to start thinking about that. And congrats to all yeah. those people that have been sent out there. Yeah. We should send Sam, too. What about that right tackle for Ohio State? Sam. DeWan Jones, yes. Santa. Yeah, DeWan Jones. DeWan Jones, right tackle of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Send him out there. Holy fuck. 6'8", <laughs> 380, they yeah. said? Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. Biggest dude I've ever seen in my life. His head, like they're in the huddle. It was like the blindside movie, you know, where yep. at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's in like high school or whatever. Yep. That's what it was for Ohio State and for the Georgia D-line, which is notoriously large. Good for, definitely need to send him. Yeah, send mm-hmm. him up. Who's there. rallying the troops? Mike Rabel. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, because Rabel's player coach in this Can't, situation. Uh, Can't smoke on the space station, though. Yeah, Rabel's got to bring his bait. No, they'll change the rules for him. Commander Z's. He can that go. Oh. Give him a guy's a better Yeah, Bill should definitely go He's, up there. Uh, uh, I wouldn't mind business? being on the trip just Get to talk, though. We need yeah. yeah, game plan. I would like to be a talker. Spiritual advisory need as well on the on the trip. Yeah, if anything, oh, we should leave That's all Tebow. those people on the plane. definitely. Did you see Tebow? Yeah. Holy so shit. You so saw him, AJ, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Game of, we were, I think we were just about to go live when he was walking by us. Oh, yeah. He is jacked. Yoked. Huge. Well, Nick so said was, he so was Marty, took though. a 15-pound shit in the bathroom. Yeah. Marty's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Keto's getting to him, it sounds like. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Nick Nick just so happened to go into the bathroom right after Tebow. And they had Tebow, to mop the walls. Tebow dropped a fucking nuke in there. What, did he leave the, body, the body of Christ in there? Oh, uh, and so. He mopped the walls. <laughs> he did. Oh, uh, terrible. show is oh, the worst. Man. You guys are the worst not. people on earth. Sorry, Tim. They came up to me <laughs> and told me this story. Uh-oh. I was just standing there. What am I expecting to hear right now? Who knows? Hey, ask Nick about the shit that Tebow talks about. <laughs> what? <It's> true. <laughs> Using so much uh, cabbage and, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cabbage. He didn't Monday. have any of the catering. He just brought uh, a bag of cabbage. Okay. <laughs> eating it all day. Still remnants. To be clear, okay, it does feel as if the show has done what this show does on a regular basis, which is start to assume things and then start telling fairy tales and then those somehow become reality. Oh, yeah. There's a, possibly 150 people that could have went into this bathroom before Tim Tebow went in there. And he was in there for a while. Yeah, I, I, thought, I was standing there. Waiting. He could have got changed. What if he was getting changed in there on, in the midst of somebody else's shit? I agree with you. Well, you I'm pretty sure thing. that Tim Tebow does not poop or smell. His shit does not stink. I don't know no. if it stunk, but it uh, didn't. From what yes. Nick said, he had to take a dump <laughs> naked because it was. I mean, he, he, it was like a 12 to 15 pound shit. Yeah. You know, you can't it's do that marked. with clothes on. And Nick said that there was a scripture on the floor, so <laughs> you knew he was reading. Yeah, he had been in there. Everybody's using the same bathroom. I, I didn't say that. One staller. Oh, th- that's what you didn't say, Nick? I'm not okay, going to lie. I'm glad you clarified that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. I we love Tim. That. We love him. Good I guy. fucking love yeah, him. Great the man. guy. Love Tebow. He was so, every time I see him, I take a selfie with him. I post it like one time out of every three times. And I'm always like, I'm posting that right now. And then I watch him walk away. I'm like, God damn, look at Tebow. How big he is. I asked him if he's going to be an Olympian lifter. Because he's just like, he looks like a bodybuilder yeah. right now. You should try bobsled. Don't you think he could be one of those guys that does the bobsled deal? Mm-hmm. 
I can see that. Anything but hit a <laughs> so curveball. Probably too big. He's you going way too fast on that thing. No, because yeah, you, you want to be big, right? Cause the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, we can't that. have Tebow going down that thing going yeah, 1,200 miles an Herschel hour. He's not going to be right? able to control it. Who, Sam Giger. You remember Sam Giger? No. He was a French-Canadian wide receiver. Phenomenal specimen of an athlete. Like, bald head, too. Ten-pack. You know, incredibly quick-twitched. Got hurt a couple times playing because of how quick twitched he was. It was almost like he was so athletic and so fast. Like practice every single rep. It was like, here we go. We're watching an actual Olympian run. And also he is a hound dog to ball. Like he is going to dive his farthest and he's gonna, mm-hmm. there's going to be collisions. I don't know if he ever made it into real time, but he retired from football and he joined the Canadian uh, bobsled team and it was like that's the right move seems like that's the right move they're like olympian sprinters yeah i think I, I don't know that's why i laughed like in my head i was saying like how far do i go with tim tebow do i say tim tebow can run a 4-4 right now that's what i was mm-hmm. in my head and i started laughing because i don't think he's fast enough to be a bobsledder i don't know you need you need a you need at least like one big brute to get that nice push off to, to start well, that's what i'm saying sam giger i don't know what his weight was but he was fucking Total pack. He was a a monster, and he was very fast. And I don't think the Canadian bobsled team was good. Yeah, probably not. Uh, maybe. No, we know from the documentary, sprinters. That's yeah, the uh, who's the girl sprinter? She, Lolo she, Jones. She made yeah. Lolo made the, yeah. the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't wait. I see a bad mother who don't take <laughs> no shit from <laughs> nobody. Senka. You dead, man. Thank God. Great movie. Yeah, I'm on. Rest in peace. Great movie. Was that real? Yeah. Obviously, there's probably some Hollywood in it. Yeah, a little bit. Based on sure. Based on real real story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking a. I love. That's my favorite bobsled team of all time. Then I'm gonna say, if that's a real team, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite actual bobsled team of all time. Absolutely. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's It's bobsled time. Cool. Think about how cold yeah, they are. True events of the 1988 Jamaican Bobsled team. Hell yeah. Thank you, Sanka. And that's what the Olympics are all about. All right, let's move along. Let's learn and wrap up this glorious Winter Wednesday by learning about some secondary football with everything DB. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Darius Butler to make us a more well-rounded football fan base. It's time for everything DB with DB. Oh, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Darius Butler. Andy Butler. Let's go. We good here? Mike good? We starting off with this one? No, no. Oh, okay. We will. We will. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, Lions, Bears. So this is uh, seven seconds left in the first half. So seven seconds. So this is a situation where obviously they're out of field goal range. So the offense can either go Hail Mary or get an out route and get out of bounds and then kick a deep field goal. So you got the three deep safeties. You only got one guy that's going to rush the passer here you got a defender up here obviously these defenders are here and then you got a defensive end a rookie defensive end out here Aiden Hutchinson and his job is to just keep vision inside protect the sideline right he doesn't want to let him catch an outright out route and get out of bounds here so once again seven seconds for the offense uh no timeouts typically you'll get like a bunch here and this is something you practice as a defense you'll usually get a bunch here you usually get a low out a medium level out, and then a deeper out route. They don't run that uh, for whatever reason. 
Uh, Aiden Hutchinson does exactly what he's coached to do. And uh, obviously, he's been a great pass rusher all year, but also got three interceptions on the year. So obviously, he's a freak athlete, great ball skills. So right now, as you can see, everybody's outside leverage, outside leverage protecting the sideline. These guys protecting the deep part of the field. And then, what, just like you said, vision inside, he's going to, I think, throw to that guy ends up. Has there ever Look been a- at this. Boop. Definitely looks oh. like the Bears practice. Boop. What a play. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one oh, of those wow. situations. I mean, I would have just like, threw the Hail Mary. Especially if yeah, you get this it. look. No, but look at this, how sweet these route concepts are. <laughs> yeah, it looks crazy. Like I said, I, I've usually seen the out routes, out, 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 three-level out routes. But, I mean, if you got one pass rusher here, just let the guys run to the end zone. And let What's Justin going Fields on? Throw it 55. I mean, what are the Bears doing? <laughs> shit show. Absolute shit Seven show. seconds, you said? Uh, so seven you got, seconds. Hey, seven seconds. If you're over here and you're getting over here, you got to scoot. <laughs> if you're getting yeah. over here and you're going over there, you got to fucking yeah. go. Like, hey. We're not just trying to gain yards here, right? I mean, that isn't terrible. The, terrible. For me. Out, that isn't the goal. Like what? <laughs> yeah, he's probably confused. Like this, this, these aren't the routes we practice against. But uh, I mean, they're better off just letting Fields just tuck it and just, just have five motherfuckers just. Look, nobody rushing, dude. That's awesome. Not a single soul so, yeah. rushing for the Lions. Eleven in coverage, and the Chicago Bears are like we didn't practice against eleven. <laughs> what are we? So, yeah, Gimme. but boom, great execution on their part, obviously. But good job by the young fellow. AJ, so what's going on there, pal? Are the Bears fucked? What are the- Yikes. I mean, I, you can see a pre-snap kind of their, their alignments. They're not really sure Confused. who's in the front of the little bunch or the stack, who's not. And then I'm sure probably threw them off a little bit, seeing this 1D lineman just head up. And then I wonder if they even saw Hutchinson up there before, yeah. like, pre-snap. Oh, but, like, did – the Bears wide receivers just tell each other, like, hey, let's all run. <laughs> like, just run whatever you want and get open, or it's Bro, just not a play. Guys Seven. left three different spots. Isn't this something you practice yeah. every single week, right? This is normally the last yeah. thing of the walkthrough. This is situational. So, for the offense, once again, you're trying to get in the field goal situation. Got to get the ball out of bounds here. This is either a Hail Mary or one of those plays where you catch it, you pitch it back, but you usually don't Jesus. do that uh, at the end of half. That's usually like an end of game, desperation what situation. What are we? Big <laughs> brain stuff, though, from the Lions. Huh? Yeah. Brand yeah. The Lions new Lions. Lions were prepared and executed. Um, here, we're going to have three. So this is something that you don't see much of from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Poor decision, poor throw Whoa. here. You got uh, Travis Kelsey isolated backside. He's going to be backside. You're going to get an over route. Pass rush late. He's going to break the pocket, throw to his left. A throw we've seen him make a ton here, but a great play from Justin Simmons at that safety position. Dog. One of the best young safeties in the league right now. So you got pressure here. You got uh, Kareem Jackson. He's coming in and helping the corner with inside leverage, right? Because you got Travis Kelsey. Don't want to leave him one-on-one with anybody in this area to feel. So pause it right here. So right now, if Patrick Mahomes, I would assume if he can step up in his pocket and make this throw right here, this is a throw he'll make. We've seen him make it a ton. DN dives at his legs late. He escapes the pocket. By the time he throws it, it's too late. Justin Simmons covers that ground, makes a great play. Oh, this isn't a Patrick Mahomes throw. This is not. And uh, watch, you know, watching this, this was a great take by uh, 15. Numbers are all right, right, but fit, uh, third down, red area was not typical uh, Patrick Mahomes that you want to see at this part of the season. Really? What's that all about? He has had a couple games where that's happened through his career. He's yeah, so young. Sure. If he has a bad day, everybody knows about it. But I didn't know that this was happening. I mean, that's that's a 100 percenter yeah. for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. And, one, and this is something that we were talking about on the college uh, on uh, O-State, Georgia. Like, if you're going to throw these types of balls, you got to miss 
you got to yeah. miss out there, right? Remember a couple of the Oh, yeah, right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. you got to throw it out of bounds if your guy can't catch it. You can't make this throw back into the field of play. How do you feel about the hip flip, AJ? You got that in the bag? No, I don't think I, I quite have that. Is it possible, D-Butt, that he thought maybe the, his wideout was going to stop and, and uh, Simmons would go flying by? I don't know. It's so because it's so much. He's open. Spa- yeah, it's so much space. I feel like it, it'll be a. I mean, it's this is a tough throw. No, That's, just you know, really tough yeah. throw. You're right. Unbelievably really tough, tough throw. throw. But and I, he wanted. If you go back to the beginning, he wanted Kelsey. He wasn't even looking at um, 84. And this was now years past. That was always Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So he would take a quick peek at 87, and you see the safety down here. He's going right to Tyreek Hill. So now with it being 84, there no disrespect to him. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Justin he Watson. Get, he gets to him late. He gets to Watson late, makes that throw. And think about those crossing routes. If you give DBs enough time, they can close the ground. But crossing routes, they usually open up early, and it's a window that you can hit those receivers. Obviously, he got that one late. Now, this was um, uh, Russell Wilson. Played, played probably his best game that I've seen him play this year. Oh, his teammates said that they like him, man. He played good football. Yeah, and he cried right. at his press conference. So awesome. Get choked up. You Swear know, to God, I'm all in on him. <laughs> yeah, you know a win's coming. Yeah. Dead serious. Okay. Yeah. So um, now this is so pause. It. So right now, as a quarterback, pre, uh, actually rewind a little bit. We we'll go pre snap. As a quarterback, he thinks he sees he has single high coverage. Right now, mm-hmm. single high. That's going to let you know you got one on ones in on the outside. Okay. So after the motion, so he's going to see single high. This safety is going to rotate down. So he's going to know. Okay. Boom. It's going to have a play action. So he is going to turn his back to the defense briefly. But he he knows right now. I got one on ones in the outside. Why this corner can't roll up because there's no safety to protect them over the top. So these once you get single high as a quarterback, you know these corners have to run vertical. So pause it right here. So in his mind, this corner is gone because he know he has a vertical route out here. Now this other crossing route, Judy, he's going to be running across her, and this is the flat defender on the opposite side. So that's the defender that's going to be. If you put a vision thing here, that's going to be. The, he's looking for. Yep, he's looking him up right now after the play action. Bites on the run, comes back. He's looking him up. So right now in Russell's mind, this is the only defender he has to beat. So he just has to throw this receiver away from that defender. But Snead does a good job with vision back here. And it's kind of risky too because he kind of just drops this receiver and lets him go. Keeps his vision on the quarterback. Russ is under a little pressure. Throws the ball. But right now, Russ, in his mind, because he can't really look over there before he throws it. But in his mind, he knows he's gone because you only got one safety. Sneed comes off. Vision back. Boop. So when you're watching it live, and I was watching live, not being able to see the all 22, you're like, yo, what is Russ doing? Like, Uh this was the throw. This is the one throw that you're like, oh, man, this was horrible. You see it it from the back copy. You can get even a better picture of it. But, I mean, risky from Sneed. Judy stops too, right? Was was he looking to break it down? Judy's not of, expecting that either because he's running away from his cover three. So right now. He slows down right yeah. there. Yeah. Is he looking for a hole? He was trying to. It looked like Russ was trying to put him like kind of over. He over thought finish. he was he's maybe getting hit here. too. Yeah. So. yeah. And Russ was thinking he's over here. Yeah. Running yeah, through man. the ball. Wow. Dang. Smart yeah, so play. Good play by Sneed. Heads up play. Having vision back. But for a quarterback. You can't always – you can't see everybody, right? So you get a picture of a coverage, and if oh. it's single high, I don't care if it's fire zone, I don't care if it's man, I don't care if it's cover three. I know this guy's running that corner back off. So. Yeah, so in his head, checklist, that corner's gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, gone. now we got to make another decision real yep. quick. That corner's gone. Cross should be good. Yep. Turns out, 
not gone. Reading <laughs> him the whole See, time. See, but is that thing if the wideout takes an outside release there, his eyes won't be back, the corner's eyes won't be back to the quarterback at all? If he takes outside release and force him to man turn, probably not. But as he covered three the way he plays it, Oh, I guess he, he's he outside just, right yeah, now. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. So See, but outside. You think there's, think there's a chance these corners talk pre-snap? Because it's only a two-man route, so uh-huh. they know like something's probably coming here by, around the sticks. I wonder if they talk pre-snap. I wonder if this guy and this guy talked pre-snap. Because watch yeah. him turn and bail for his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Snead is yeah. all over that. He's that is just, a ballsy play, just like, too. And if he talked to anybody and plays it like this, safety. I would have thought he would have talked to that safety to be like, hey, yeah. get me over the top. I may jump some shit here. But I believe that's mm-hmm. that's Sutton up there too. So that's really their wide receiver yeah. one. But I mean, sometimes you drop your nuts, you just get lucky and make a play. And that's what Snee. Snee's been around for a while. He's made some heads up picks this year. Great hit. Um, and it's another big play for Bang. him. Oh shit! He did yeah, he did get smacked. Yeah, got him. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Pause it real quick. Yep. So uh, if you run it back to the beginning, uh, last week we talked a bunch about playing cover two from a disguised pre-snap look. And now we talked about how I didn't like corners. Um, playing that deep half of the cover two, but this is a different situation. It's third and 15, right? So these corners, you see the depth. So there, this is cover two. Corners are obviously typically flat defenders up here. They're going to be the deep half defenders. And I talked about how I hated the deep safety playing the middle read from back here and dropping down because if you're going towards the line of scrimmage, you're never going to be able to run with that deep guy. Uh, this defense does it differently. They do it with Duggar. He starts kind of near the line of scrimmage, and he's the run-through guy, but he's going away from the line of scrimmage. Initially, this uh, nickelback, it was lineup at nickelback. Patriots play a bunch of DBs. They give you a bunch of different looks. So, Pauks, it kind of looks like a pressure look almost pre-snap, and then post-snap. Now you got him going to the flat, him going to the flat, him going to the half, half, Genius. and now... Duggar is that middle run-through defender. Best player Boom. on the field. So he plays it, Jeez. fucks him up, See gets the yeah. and, the sticks. And Duggar, the sticks. when he's been getting the ball in his hand, I think it was four touchdowns this year? Uh, I believe mm. so. Four, three or four. Jeez. Three or four touchdowns this year. So he's been a dog Gets with that ball goes. in his hands. Big-time punt returner in college. Mm-hmm. So he knows what to do with um, when the ball is in his hands. Bro, look where he is. Yeah, so he's starting here third and 15. Freak. So this is the look. This is the look that the quarterback is getting pre-snap. You're taking your scan. Okay, what coverage can I potentially get? Okay, kind of looks like zero. Maybe he blitz one, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe all those guys are pressuring, and these guys are covering those guys. Right? That's the body posture that they're kind of in. But then once the snap goes, these dudes actually turn into <laughs> the corners. He's a D two guy as well. Yeah. Duggar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you only get a four man rush. Those two safeties go out. And they pretty much become the corners. He's the middle run through. He knows. Landmark, what's coming? Boom, Teddy B. You got time. You got pre- you got a pocket, but sorry, Teddy. That's the Great combine play. drill, there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Running backwards, flipping hips, breaking. Flip back, boom, get boom. His head. boom. So yeah. That's probably just how they repped it in practice. Great stiff arm, great on return. Teddy. Yeah, I think Dude, this is the player Teddy got gotcha. hurt on. Oh, oh, sorry, Teddy. Yeah, Broken yeah. pinky there. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the player got hurt on. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Uh, of it course, might have been face Rwanda. I think I saw that pinky when he got up. Why? Teddy B, man. He been getting banged up. <laughs> For a long time. <laughs> Flintstones vitamins. Yeah, man. yeah, he does. He takes some shots. Yeah. He's a veteran quarterback, too. Is this just good disguise? Too good of good a disguise? Good disguise, good execution. Because these are these are timing routes, man. You want to complete that dig ball two yards outside of them. It's usually digs. You know, that's a good route to throw. Um, gotcha. It gets covered, too. But you got a, a very athletic DB. 
Um, maybe not. Still feels Dolphins. like they uh, are going to be that seventh team. Patriots? No, Dolphins. Huh? Yeah. They beat the Jets. Okay. They got the Jets. They've, they've gone Go. real cold, though. Yeah. They have. It's gone real cold down wow. South Beach. Cold. And there was just breaking news. They took the ping pong table out of their locker room. This oh, this no. week? I thought McDaniel, I was told McDaniel was, he was a fun a, guy. He was a cool AJ. coach. AJ. Oh, guess I was What's wrong. going on down there? It is weird, mid, uh, like not mid-season, very end of the season, yeah, taking this thing out. David Ferrones, the Miami oh, Dolphins no. ping-pong table, has been removed from the heart of the team's locker room ahead of oh, Week 18 no. finale versus the Jets with a playoff spot potentially on the line. Whoa. They're panicking down there, huh? Come on. Well, well, well. Funny, cool guy isn't so funny, <laughs> nor Might have been funny as he took it out. Not cool, though. No. <laughs> he thought he had to think to himself they're playing too much ping-pong. Is that how Teddy heard it? That, that had, we were trying to figure it out if this was the case. We're trying to do a little journalism here. I don't like that. Ping I don't pong? like that at all. Week 18? I either don't like how the players have been treating having a ping pong table in their locker room. Mm-hmm. Like, are you showing up late to meetings because you're in the middle of a fucking ping pong oh. game? Are you not paying attention because you're in the middle of a ping pong game? Did a fight happen because oh. of the ping pong table? So I'm either upset with the players you know, abusing something mm. that is put in there to have a good time with. Or like McDaniel, relax. Come on, Daniel. You know, so it's one of the other. I'm not happy about it. Not happy about the situation. Whatever way it is. I don't know which one it is. It could very easily be either one of those, but like it seems like classic. Classic overreaction here. You lose games. You lose games. That's all you can do is overreact and try to take things away. Yeah, because he can say, I tried to change everything. We were rolling, too, man. You know how much they were probably playing ping pong? I assume a lot if it's a in the heart of their locker room. Mike they're... White's coming to town. Buttholes get real tight. Mm-hmm. No more pong and a ride. Can't have it. Let's go to the next one. Great what is that about? Great disguise. Weird. Don't that... like it. Speaking Very of... curious. So, speaking of Mike White. No shot. Mike White on one of those <laughs> things uh, we were talking about with young quarterbacks getting early starts, those eyes, right? Take the ping pong table. You start to stare things Fucked down. Up. Quandre Diggs, three-time Pro Bowler, one of the best post safeties in the league. You'll see this from the back copy, too. Going to get a good double move here. Great break out of the post. Give me that. Oh, yeah. punt. Wow. Yep. So we got pressure up front. But just watch his eyes and then watch his reaction. As soon as those eyes go left, you're going to come out make a peek right and then boom. As soon as he goes left. So right now, you see his body part. Next step for Diggs. Great post safeties. Great. You do a great job keying the quarterback. Boom. Let me get over there. From what you saw, is the book out on him, or is this just an unbelievable play by Seattle? Uh, You're gonna, I mean, he had more throws kidding, this year, that were, uh, this game, that, that weren't great. This was, I want to say, might have been a first drive. Um, it was early. Yeah, but, uh, you know. It, Look at that effort. He'll learn, though. Yeah, Jordan Brooks, he also tore his ACL, yeah. unfortunately, on Sunday. Five-six. Not on this play. Look at this. What a play by him here, though. If you watch Brooks, try to, the back yeah. tries to pick him up. This is how athletic he is. Yeah. This is what caused his effort. Help cause keep it going. Throw too. It's amazing. Yeah, freak. That's Hand sweet. on the ground. Oh. Doesn't go down. Still eats Jeez. afterwards, yeah. too. Yeah. Still hungry. Still got a left. What a up. play. Oh. He's second in the league in tackles. Maybe first. Jeez. Man. I like to hold the ball up after you pick it. Yeah. Is it yeah, way there? It's awesome. that prime time. This is mine. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Look. Thank you. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. <laughs> Oh, little Packers? Yeah. Hell yeah. Packers, man. Now, you know, 
Us, Ty have been giving a lot of shit all year. You know, they came in as one of the best. Should have been one of the best. What did Ty ask you two weeks ago? Do they do they practice? Do these guys fucking practice. <laughs> That's yeah, well, just, now they do. Yeah, when it matters. <laughs> you know, they were they were. It was some some bulletin board material given to uh, the Vikings in 18, first game. Justin Jefferson, first game of the season, nine catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns and uh, you can tell you can sometimes you can watch film you can know and tell teams defenses secondaries take a certain matchup in the challenge personally mm-hmm. this was definitely one of them you saw some gritting on the sideline you saw them get uh jump pretty much on the sideline so i'll run this back please so you got um you're gonna have justin jefferson shout out to savage too savage uh, you know got bench came in played great against the dolphins played great in this game as well so you got Justin jefferson in the slot he's gonna carry him vertically take care of that Rudy Ford had a couple interceptions a few weeks back against Cow- against the Cowboys. He's gonna once once he basically eliminates that deep threat on his side of the field, he's gonna peek to the opposite side of the field. Thielen's gonna be running the post route, so he's gonna once he's gone, boom, eyes go right back and he high points his ball once again. Pause it. This quarterback, he's not really in the picture right game. now. Hell of a throw, hell of a game from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so, so to him, he sees Thielen, and he's like, oh, he's open. I know where I can put this ball. But uh, Rudy Ford, fine work. Fine work, deep safeties. You know, oh. deep threat, go across the field, fine work. Savage had a pick six off a tip. Uh, Amos had a pick in this game. Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson, great hustle. Yes. Oh, great, great effort. Jair here. Alexander. Got half tripped, back. half buried Jefferson after that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think this is what Jeff- Jefferson wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was coming after. Yeah, yeah, you'll see it. Justin yeah, Jefferson I mean, was very On the sideline. Look right at Justin, here. though. I mean, that's, that's great. You want to see that. Jair right behind him. Ready? Boom. Ooh. He, like, kind of trips. Ooh. Lands right yeah. on him. Those are a little slick over there. Those oh, yeah. are a little <laughs> slick sometimes. There's a lot of, speaking of slick, this feel. I don't know if this is intentional, Ty. Yeah, yeah. I well, saw the video. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. It looks like it uh, You know, no one's saying that unless the Vikings get the shit beat out of them. But, you know, I don't know. If it was if it was dry, <laughs> you think they win that game? Are they both playing on it? It's both on the same field, right? Get, good question. Get, get some think. cleats to work. Here, let's see how this looks mm. here. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it took him a while. It took, it, it took Jefferson a while to get out of the sideline, too. If you watch his I game. I mean, he trips. Yeah, nice. he feels. He feels the accident. He, I'm sure he got up and said sorry immediately. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Tristan. He was running over there gritting his face again. I'm he probably sure. gritted on top of him. Yeah. Pretty quick bounce up there. Oh, yeah. Think about how fast. That guy's on all fours on the ground, head in the middle of two guys, and then he he's well, down. He came close to hitting he's his up. fucking heater, too. Yeah, there was some real damage that could have taken place there. Let's, get, let's stay with this game, shall we? Ooh. Oh, this game. Now, this is more so in your lane, but I'm not a special teams guy. But you can see how this unfolds. So you got from outside in R one, two, three, four. Left side, same thing. L one, two, three, four, and just watch this five, right, Pat, and this yeah. four. Yeah, that's problematic. And the way this normally goes is, you know, five, four, three, two. You let the one go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the flip side, same exact thing, five, four, three, two, you let the one go, okay? And this is exactly what they do. Normally, you try to hide the one somewhere, like here or here, line them up at the four mm-hmm. or the five, so that this team, whenever they're doing the counting, trying to figure out who the fuck they're going to block, they have to try to figure it out and decipher it. Vikings just say, nah, they're the fucking ones, dude. They're just all the way at the end. And the reason why you let the ones go is because they are safeties. 
They are safeties. The kicker is supposed to create a mm-hmm. triangle with the safeties to kind of be the safe folks while five goes to the ball. Two sets an edge. Five goes to the ball. Four goes through. Three goes through. Bam, bam, bam. That's what's supposed to happen. Lane integrity. Everybody. Very important. Bang, pow, boom, boom. We're all the way across this motherfucker. All you need, though, D-Butt, say it. One motherfucker go out of their lane. That oh, is no. it. And all of a sudden, you got a big gaping hole. Once again, to D-Butt's point, look at this five mm-hmm. and look at this four. This five, I believe, now, D-Butt, I might be wrong, thought that this five was going to cross and they were going to do this number to set up the blockers who were trying to block the fives because fives are ball guys. Yep. L5, which is this particular guy, gets pump faked by R5. R5 starts to go in front of his face. Bam, right there. Mm-hmm. Starts to lean this way. So L5 thinks, you know what? I need to go this way then to make up for that lane. At the same exact time, L4 is deciding to go this oh, way no. because mm-hmm. he thinks he's getting blocked by that guy. Turns out that's a fake block, which sets up this block perfectly. And with this 5 pump faking this way, then going back this way, and with this guy thinking he had to make up for that 5, he goes that way. And we're talking about... A big oh, yeah. gaping hole. I mean, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. And then he's, it's just safety right here. But he is blocked. Boom. Wasn't, yeah. See ya. Bye bye. Out of there. Can't happen, Darius. Can't happen. Sideline. Now that cross from the five, is that something that's talked about from the coaches or is that the players? Like, hey, we going. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to know the personnel. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd have to know the personnel, how long these two have been around each Mm -hmm. other because that could be a feel thing because this guy is winning the race down there, which is a big deal. So that person decides what's going to take place. I think this guy saw that guy and said, you know what, I need to adjust. And then this one, this guy just got baited into thinking the wrong person was blocking him. So he thought he was setting an edge almost, thought he could get around him. Like, he thought he could get around him and get back. Yeah. yeah. But instead, it was just a setup, bang. What you, yeah. Pow. Is this what Richie tells him to do? Oh, yeah. Like setting those guys up like Oh, yeah, that? the faint block is yeah. certainly a, uh, mm-hmm. that's a very large part of the old kickoff return game. And this one just works out perfectly for the Packers. That is their first kickoff return touchdown since 2011. Wow. Damn. Long time. I, just as somebody that... Um, you know, played in the special teams world, that's crazy because every single kickoff return, that could happen. Mm-hmm. All you need is what? One, one guy. fucking guy to accidentally get fooled and one guy to get fooled and go this way, and then all of a sudden you just got fucking wide up. You got to yeah. hope the kicker can make a tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this would have been a tough one to make. Yeah. Because yeah. these motherfuckers ain't back there getting tackled by kickers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they are. Me. 25 times. <laughs> yeah, Matt Gade absolutely that was a tough attempt. Blew though, some great <laughs> buddy up earlier. I love Greg Joseph. I love this man right here. Mm-hmm. Great kicker. It's a tough spot to be in right there. Yoked up. This is no fun at all. He's got no shot. He's at a standstill. Feet are flat. Ooh. This dude's been running fucking thirty yards already. <laughs> Next to no shot here. And your team completely fucked up. One went that way. One went. They asked you to be put run over basically. Mm-hmm. Get a two way go there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, you, yeah. Well, yeah. that's going to happen. To Roger's good, point, too. I mean, he caught that, you know, like six yards deep. That was like a 105-yard kickoff return. You know, Packers haven't had a guy like that in a long time. Yeah, and it motivates what? everybody else to block well, too. Oh, yeah. 
Like that faint block is giving a lot more effort out of that faint block, I assume, mm. because you got Keyshawn Nixon mm-hmm. back there. Uh, you said you would try and bait him into the sideline if you're in the middle of the field. Yeah, you're fucked. Okay. <laughs> this is a tough one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you just got to go. Yeah. That's the other Tire part of right laces. kicking it. You don't want kicks in the middle of the yeah, field. Yeah, right down the middle. I think you're supposed to kick a touchback six yards deep. They probably thought that would be a touchback. Mm-hmm. No, so, no. So these guys might have thought it was going to be a touchback too, the coverage team, you know. Yeah. That's... And they kind of let up. Three-fourths yeah. way down. Oh, shit. You give up a kickoff return, Todd, though, the energy. Oh, I mean, so, the, the game was legit over after this because they yeah. blocked a punt. The previous possession got it on the one yard line. Packers held him to a field goal, and then they fucking took the opening kick back, and then had a pick six on the next possession. DB, thank you for letting me yes, be a sir. part of that. Yeah. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, got one more actually. Do you? Yeah. Think like, yep. Boom. Here we oh, go. It was hot. Yeah. Eyes. Eyes. Oh, Eyes. Eyes. Young. Young safety. This is a tough play too because he gets a run read here. It's going to be play action. Get a run read here. White. Pause. It. Oh, is it right? This is the guy who made that yep. big uh, against Brock, the Jets. Right. Brock, he had right. two again. Yep, against the Jets. That four, that late fourth down. This is another great acting, great patience. You got play action back here. Damn Once it. those eyes, it's, that's exactly what he said in his head because he got that run fake, and then it's a it's a late leak to the flat. Gotcha. Bam. Bam. And just that little step in. It's a tutty. So eyes, eyes, eyes. Eyes, 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 seeing you peeking. Most tight end touchdowns in franchise history this year. As a group? Yep. Wow. I guess train TJ. You bring in a tight end head coach and see what happens. Bingo. Boom. Great touchdown for the Lions there. Great coverage on everything, DB. Thank you so much, Darius. Now, Darius, do you want to attempt to do a giveaway because I couldn't make two in a row? Let's do it. What would you like to accomplish? What would you like to do? We got footballs up here? We do. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go, D-Bud. Spin that son bitch. Come on, You got to the net? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if Darius Butler, host of the Man to Man podcast, NFL matchups and everything DB, can bury a football into the net, we will give 10 people $500 who retweet this and, and say something nice to somebody. Oh, okay. yeah. It's the holiday season. Spirit of perspective. Put your cash nope. tag in there. As, there's a good zip on it, though. Dart. For yeah. the first try here, if Darius... Beautiful. Over. Yep. Ooh, damn it. Also a dart. Ladies Going and gentlemen, back. Darius okay. Butler will attempt to win some money for people. This is his yeah. first... Yeah, light him up. Uh, puts. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Jacket too tight to shoot. Are you sure? <laughs> What's that? You, you getting fat? Yeah, no, it's jacket. Oh, trembling oh, sandwiches no. is starting to work, eh? Oh, oh, no. oh, see that on the. You and Vinny Terry. Hey, happy 50th to yeah. Vinny. Happy birthday, Vinny. Happy Vinny. He looks Vinny. unbelievable. AJ, did you see him? Him and his kid look yeah. unbelievable right now. Both of them look Uh-oh. awesome. I love the tank top there. Je- I mean, yeah. Vinny's doing something right. Yeah, yeah, he is doing something right, and that's working hard. Mm-hmm. His boy is also. Yoked up. All right, so uh, these are a couple practices <laughs> here. <laughs> what is going on if right Darius now? Darius can make people. one of these putts here. This is his first try. If he can make one of these three, we'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this tweet. Oh Say something God. nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the reply as well so we can pay them officially relax, on cash out. Darius, here we go. maybe you need to take a, take a beat here. You're yeah. just powering through. AJ, come on, I need some. Uh, come on, AJ. You got this one. You, you got it, D-Butt. Right, Follow through with it. Stay with it. Follow there we through. Go. Stay in it, D-Butt. You're an athlete. There we go. Big hole, small ball. Bury it home. Take the jacket off and shoot a couple basketballs because you haven't missed. Still has a putt left. Ten people to win $500. Darius J. Butler. 
one of the greatest athletes walking this earth. For sure. Makes this putt his first attempt. Ten people. All right, we'll move to the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get it there. Here, I'll hold your jacket, sir. Sheesh. It's a good lag, though. That's definitely a two-putt. <laughs> Excellent sure. lag putt. You're not though. trying to lag putt from eight feet, AJ. <laughs> Some people are. Damn, you look sweet in that jacket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Holy Ladies and gentlemen, shit. if Darius, this is his first try. Uh-huh. This is his first event. <laughs> gotta get a, the caller. No, no, that's the style. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, clean. Guess what? You're not going home with that one, knee, but That thing is sweet. If Darius can make this shot, we'll give Bless. 10 people. Ooh. Mm. A little more. Darius J. Butler, for the first try today, will attempt to win some money for some people. Come on, if he can make this basketball shot, we will give 10 people $500 who retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody, and in that same reply, put your cash tag so we can pay you officially on Cash App. First try, deep butt, bucketing! Right. Come back, so come good. back, come back. Extra ball, too. Got an extra ball, it seems there like. It is, there it is. If Come Darius on, J. Butler can make this first Try. There we Has go. Has to be first try. First try. Here, first try. Ten people can win five hundred dollars. I thought that was in. Damn, that felt good. All right, let's run it back. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come to that time of yep. the show where it is time to try to give got the ball some money away to people. This will be Darius J. Butler's first and only attempt yep. to win five hundred dollars to ten people who retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody and put. Their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay them officially on Cash App. Darius J. Butler for all the marbles. First try, last try. Hi, Bocce. Hey! Oh, Come on! Bocce. Ten people. Let's go, AJ. Who retweet this video. Huge. Say something nice and put their cash tag in. Why? Great shot. Way to show up to the people. First try. Way to show up for the people. AJ, anything to say to the Sweet world Jack. before we get out? Thank you. Thank you. Sweet jacket. No, I like that. I don't even know where you got that, D-Butt. That's good. Gotcha. Uh, like great work there, Darius. Great shot. Great everything, oh, D-B. Great man-to-man plot. Great yeah. NFL. Wide, great wide, season. Wide. Big thanks to Ian Rapport for joining us earlier and all of you for allowing us to be a part of your afternoon programming. Uh, we will see you tomorrow with another big one. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's a massive day. Why? Because it's the next day. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's enjoy every one of these. Week 18 is just a few hours away. Let's take it all in. Let's enjoy the ride. And let's say something nice to somebody. Cheers. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.